Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free jazelmodcast show. Hmm. Oh, hey. What? Oh, God, I almost choked. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Friday Flashbacks, everybody. And my yeah. Mike. Sorry, I just had to get the last of my milkshake. <sighs> Would you put that down? I almost got it. Put it down. Mm. <laughs> okay, I'm good. <laughs> there we go. That doesn't get us fired. Oh, I love this. Come on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another Flashback Friday. <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm Mike. And uh, and Rob's milkshake. And Mike. Well, yes, not anymore. How's yours? I still got some. Oh, I know how to save your stuff. Sock. <laughs> uh, we're here to uh, dig into the archives and uh, bring up some old shows. So you get a little bit of history from the Jason Mod Podcast Network. Just kind of like that. Milkshake was history. Oh, it's big time history. <laughs> it was dead man walking when I bought it. <laughs> All right. Let's get off your milkshake. Okay. Uh, you. Well, we're going to dig way back into some shows that are no longer going. Oh, okay. Yes. That's way, way back. Way back. Way, way, way back. Uh, our first one is an episode of Don't Get Us Started. Okay. Yes. We're going to work on number nine called The Last Supper. Anything called The Last Supper must be cool. Well, unless it's not necessary, your last supper, and the next day you're looking for more. That is true. Then it wouldn't. It'd be your second to last supper. No, 
Because if it's the last supper, you wouldn't be allowed to eat. Oh, so you could look for more, but if you don't get it, then it was your last supper. You could look for it, but you're not going to get it. Hmm. There's a lot of thematics going into this last supper. There is. Holy there crap. Is. Oh, I know. How. Loophole. Dinner. Ah, yes. I'm no longer eating supper, but I will have dinner. Nice. Yeah, I like that, huh? Oh, the second lunch. Ah, early yeah. breakfast. Early breakfast. See, we got it figured out. <laughs> That's right. Lupper. <clears throat> Ooh, lupper. Yeah. Not officially supper. Not officially ah. lunch. <laughs> Very good. Mario. Well, this one, uh, <laughs> this is from October 9th of 2013. That's something I didn't do in the last episode. We never put on dates. Okay. Except ours, of course. Well, Dave will take care of that. Yeah. Uh, let me see. This one from October 9th. Uh, continuing their theme for October as Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Sadie and Lacey discuss whether a man should get a mammogram. Wow. Uh, don't know how that's physically possible. There's a lot of squeezing going on. Yeah, unless they go front to back. I've seen some men. Oh, I have too, but I, I don't want to... Cast aspersions upon you. Oh, dude. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say anything. All right, get on with the episode. We'll, <sighs> we'll duke this out. <laughs> then they discuss serial killers' last meals and end with more about happy people hints. Well, on a happy note. Exactly. Breast cancer serial killers. Happy, happy people. people. Hi, right, let's just get into it. Sure. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Enjoy this. Hi, everybody, and welcome. I'm S. City Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And you are listening to... Don't, Don't Get Us Started! Before we do, actually, get started, I have to share something with you. Okay. I got We got uh, takeout Chinese from Panda the okay. other day. And Orange I want chicken, yum. Yum, and uh, some kind of spicy beef thing, and pepper chicken. And, oh, it was real good. Anyway, um, I wanted to read you my fortune. Okay. Because I think it's really cool. It says, share your abundant humor with others. Well. Wow. So that's why we're here. Yay. Yay, ha ha. Wasn't that hilarious? <laughs> and then, uh, because we are... Reminding everyone that this is um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, October yes. is. We are spending a little bit of our time in each show talking to you about uh, breast cancer awareness on account of we both think it's very important. Last week, uh, we stumbled onto a question that we didn't know the answer to, which was, do men have get mammograms like women do you know do the, the tit smashing right. thing and so i googled it and here's what i found out men need to know that breast cancer is not limited to only women well we knew that we right. talked about that last week and then there are some possible signs to uh watch for uh lump or swelling that's typical uh with women as well Skin dimpling or puckering. Now, remember last week we talked about looking at your breasts and seeing if they uh, become misshapen or change shape in or anything. To get to know your body. Well, with a flatter chested woman, or in the case of men, they they refer to skin dimpling and puckering. Uh, dimpling would be just like, you know, when you have a dimple on your chin. Right. Then all of a sudden you'd have one on your 
breast that wasn't or chest there before. that wasn't there before, or it would pucker, which I guess that's sort of self-explanatory. Nipple retraction or turning inward. So I I don't know, but they're saying that could indicate that something's going on. Redness or scaling of the nipple or breast skin or discharge from the nipple. Now, it does say, too, sometimes a breast cancer can spread to lymph nodes, so you should always check around your arms, collarbones, under your arms, um, and so on, uh, even before um, the breast tumor is, or the a tumor in the breast is large enough to be felt. It's possible to feel uh, lumps or bumps in those areas too. Uh, and it also says these changes are not always consistent with with uh, cancer. Uh, a lot of uh, men have breast lumps that uh, they're called gyno. Oh yeah, sure they are. Gynecomastia. Oh, that's badly pronounced. And I'm sorry. Um, anyway, it's a harmless enlargement of breast tissue. Uh, and they say, too, that if you have any of those other signs, uh, that does not necessarily mean cancer. It can be lots of other things, right. but it is something you would want to have your Checked doctor out. look at. And then it does say that, uh, to, to get a really good, uh, test of whether or not you might have breast cancer, mammography is often more accurate in men than in women because because men don't have dense dense breasts or other common breast changes that women might have that would interfere with the test such as fibrous okay i have a question for you okay i know why women have nipples it's for breastfeeding our babies yeah why do men have nipples um, I'm not Is it really just our sure. Genetics? I think it might be that, um, uh, Jesus, I don't really know positively. I'm thinking that it might be like, um, you know, we have a clitoris, right. which is sort of like a miniature penis. Right. So maybe men's nipples are sort of a, a, um, a female, um, what do I want to say? Uh, like breast, but because they're men, they don't develop. Because when they do have sex change surgeries or mm-hmm. whatever, one of the things that I have heard they do, and I've, I've kind of looked into this a little bit, uh, is that they take female hormones. If it's yes. a man going to change to a lady, right. a female, um, and one of the things that the uh, taking of the hormones does is it helps them grow breast yes. tissue. So um, what I'm what I'm thinking is it's a sort of a recessive breast, as it were, like our clitoris is a recessive penis, right? Sort of. But I'm not positive. Yeah, it's just one of those. I don't know. But men do have mammograms, and in fact, when I was was I was watching. Because there's a website connected with this particular, not a website, a link connected with this website, which was actually cancer.org. And it shows a man having a mammogram. Okay. A female technician uh, takes But this his, man would have to be a, a 
he a was, chunkier man. He was a little chunkier, and he definitely had what I would say is about a 31 or 2 double-A breast. Okay. I mean, he had breasts. A flat-chested guy, I still don't know how they do it. Yeah. I really don't. There's but nothing there for them to put up You would to think squash. not. But, I, you know, I, I can remember for years I've, I've been... I piss and moan every time I get mine done, which I'm getting done this year or this month, by the way, later on in the month. And every time I'm in there, I'm always bitching about, you know, if men had to go through this, they'd be, they'd find a better way to do it. <laughs> well, in fact, men do have to go through it and they still haven't found a better way to do right. it. But, and it's probably a hell of a lot more painful for a guy yeah. to go through a mammography than it is a woman because, you know, if he's we not, got more to flop up on the table. <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't have a breast, I don't know, you know, but I don't want to discourage any men from having mammography if they, uh, if they think that there's a need or investigating the possibility, yeah, investigating the possibility of having one just because it's uncomfortable because however uncomfortable it may be, it is a brief discomfort and far less than what could happen if there was a cancer there. Yeah. So yes, I've men do have mammography. And a grandmother passed away from breast cancer and it's not pretty. No, it is not. Not at all. Uh, they also do uh, breast ultrasound. They do MRIs of the breast. Um, there's so a that's probably how the flat chest men get theirs done then. It's probably an MRI. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, and, of course, they do uh, 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 biopsies, just like, again, like with women. And, and there are lots of other tests that can be done. So the whole idea, we don't want to belabor the point, but the whole idea is to encourage men and women to be aware of uh, their breasts and and the possibility that there may be developing something in there that you need to have the doctor take a look at. Right. So that's that's it on breast cancer for this podcast. Just be aware of your body. Yeah. Yeah. And and take care. Yeah. So other than that, I don't have too much to bring to the table today. We've had a nice day. It's been yeah, it's lovely. Been cool, nice fall weather. Yeah, I'm, I'm really We're ready for hundreds. fall. I know that in another six weeks, I'm going to be pissing in Mona because it's too fucking cold. But right now, I'm relieved it's to have happy weather. I'm relieved. Happy, happy. Relieved and looking forward, I guess I am looking forward to the holidays. I don't know. You know, it's 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 kind of weird because the older you get, the the more frequently they seem to come. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like. Jesus, you can't. When you were a little kid, it's like, is Christmas ever going to come? Now as an adult and in as a mom. August, in August, there was stuff out for Halloween already yeah. in the stores. Yeah. In fucking August. Yeah. You know. They pushed it a little bit too harder now. You think? You know, plus, you know, Ernie's already looking at the Halloween but now candy. Halloween right. is almost here, so all that's probably put away. Now it's Christmas stuff. No, well, no, actually, the <laughs> Halloween stuff is still out. I just bought my gourds the other day. You know, I told you uh-huh. I don't buy uh, pumpkins too much. I buy the the funkiest looking weird, right. weird thing I can find. Well, I found these really cute little gourds. They kind of look like um, you've seen Nemo, right? Yeah. Finding Nemo. Okay. Well, I don't know if you remember or not, but there's one of the little kids in Nemo is a little pink octopus, mm-hmm. and she swirls and, and she talks uh-huh. about how one of her tentacles is a little yes. short but you can't notice if i swirl uh-huh. like this you know well i actually found some gourds that look like that Aww. so i have a couple of those they're orange but that, i forgive them and then uh and then i just got this round green one and then i found this really cute little pumpkin it's 
just about the size of a softball. And its um, stem curls up and and over and kind of makes a little curl, like a, like a curl of hair. And it's really cute. And so the, I have those so sitting on like the microwave. So it's got a little lock of curl. Yeah, yeah. So hair. it's sitting on the microwave. I haven't drawn a face on it yet because I'm so bad at drawing. <laughs> oh, God. But I, I probably will. I'll I'll try to do it with pencil first. And uh-huh. Then if it looks decent, I've seen I'll... on the Internet, you know the vampire teeth, the plastic vampire yeah, teeth? Yeah, yeah. They're cutting out the little tiny gourd pumpkins and putting vampire teeth in their mouths. Well, it is so cute. damn cute. That'd be cute. I could get some of those. Yeah, 99 cent store. Yeah. Well, you know, one year I had, when I was still working at the hospital, uh-huh. I, I glommed a uh, little baby cap, uh-huh. you know, the ones that they put on the newborns, mm-hmm. and a binky. And I took, what else did I have? I think I had eyes. No, I didn't have eyes. I don't know. Anyhow, I put the little baby cap on the top of the pumpkin and then cut a hole in the pumpkin Shove a little bit and put the in binky there. in there so it was like a little baby. Aww. It was really cute. Did you take a delivery? delivery? No. You should have. No, because I took the hat from there. I didn't want to know, <laughs> I, want to know I glommed the hat. But in any case, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me for Halloween. Ernie, I was already wanting to buy the candy. Yeah. But... You know, I told him, A, we hardly have anybody come to the house for candy. Well, that's the whole point why he wants and to buy it, because he can't have it. So, I well, know. shit, the kids and didn't like, come. <laughs> B, you're diabetic. Right. Okay, so why don't we buy candy we don't like? And then we, <laughs> and just a little of it, and we can give it away to whoever comes. And then whoever doesn't come, I'll just bring candy over here and give it to your kids, right? <laughs> My and, kids don't uh, go trick-or-treating. Yeah, well. I have. For obvious reasons. Yes. yes. But it's one thing my children won't won't have. There's too many sickos out there. There are a lot, yeah. So I don't uh I don't like to to stock up on you know, but he always wants to buy always wants to buy the little one bite, you know. Uh huh. Which is really two bites. But anyway, he always wants to buy those um uh, fun bar fun bars they call them. Uh Snickers and and uh you know, all the chocolatey good ones, you know, uh-huh. and I'm like Dude, that's not smart. That's okay. Grab can buy him or bring him over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, Jay likes, he likes Snickers and oh, stuff, yeah. doesn't he? So, so what I do is my kids get a pumpkin, like the kids would carry around for trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we, the plastic one. Yeah. yeah. And mom and dad just put little goodies in it. Yeah. And we can watch movies and yeah. they can just, it's safer than going door to door. This is just me. Mm-hmm. You take your kids, that's you. Mm-hmm. This is me. Um... There's too many sickos out in this there world. There are a lot. We, I would rather buy my candy from the store and knowing that know some that sicko safe. has not shoved a syringe in there and put some kind of poison or drug in it. It's going to hurt my kids. There's, uh, unfortunately, there was a guy who lived in our neighborhood uh, several years ago who, um, I can't remember the details but a kid, I think a kid just came like trick or treating. Okay. And uh, this guy, for whatever his reasons were, got upset, and he wound up actually. Uh, I think he beat him up or whatever. Anyhow, and this kid, is in our towns. Yeah, in oh. our in my neighborhood, oh. kid died. It was really sad. It and is all the little boy was doing trick or treating? Yeah. So you know, anyhow. Uh, I'm sorry, that's sad. When when the few kids who do come. To our house, like the little girl across the street right. comes every year, um, and now she has a baby brother. Right, and he is um, almost nine months old now, and he's such a 
Oh, he's such a cutie. I love macking on that kid. He's so much fun. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, they'll come, and then we have a new neighbor next door to her and across the street. Okay. And there's like, I don't know, three or four boys okay. that I have seen hanging around that house. I assume at least one of them is theirs, right. if not all of them. So I expect they'll probably come. But there are not that many children that live on our street. Okay. Uh, once in a while, we, we have kids come who get dr- driven in, you mm-hmm. know, Mom and Dad will drive them to a neighborhood that they think is safe, a good place right. to go uh, for for candies or whatever, and they'll let them out. And then sometimes they get out and walk with them, and sometimes mm-hmm. not. And it's it varies from right. you know year to year. We never know for sure how many we're going to have. But I think buying the candy the first week of October is a little. It's not going to make it to excessive. Halloween. Yeah, it's not. No, not. And I I like to get the uh, what do you call them. Tootsie Pops. Okay. Because I like those. So I buy the, I like to get the mix that has all the icky stuff I don't like uh-huh. and Tootsie Pops. Uh-huh. So I take the Tootsie Pops. Uh-huh. But, and then Ernie shouldn't have candy anyway because he's diabetic. The one time I buy candy early is at Christmas time because I like their, their almost like a taffy, but it's mint flavor and they're chewy. I don't know that candy. It's made by the bee. Who make candy? Oh, are you talking about bit of honey? No, 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 no. And they got a Christmas tree in the middle of its green. Around it's white, then it has white and red stripes. I don't know what they're called, but damn. Oh, saltwater taffy. Kind of like that, but it's a it's a peppermint flavor. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, oh that's yeah. only that's only candy I buy early. Because yeah. I buy those all month long. Yeah. Well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> So, There's fudge on top of the microwave if you want a piece. <laughs> no, no, no. Grandma's being good, girl. We just went to the gym, remember? Yes. Got to be good. Yeah, but yeah, hubby's going to go get me a chili round burrito. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, know. I don't, I'm making stir fry for dinner. Yum. It's like dinner. <laughs> dinner. Dinner. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Yeah. Lacey, so, Lacey told me she downloaded something about yeah, meals. I like. We tried to segue into I'm not it smoothly, a freak. But it didn't I'm not happen. a weirdo, but I guess you can say that I like things I don't know things about. I'm intrigued by solar, serial killers. Um, the motivations. Yes, mean. yes. Not why they them did it particularly. No, I don't no. want nobody to be hurt. I'm not. No. You're not but why? <laughs> what motivated them? What what was their last trigger? But on Facebook, I found um, Nancy Grace posted this. It's so serial killers' last meals. That is hilarious. And to then me. it gives a couple of them in Florida. Did just serial killers' last meals. They didn't ask anybody else's last meals. No, that's this really is just, weird. Okay, because they're on death row. Yeah, well, a lot of people yeah. are on death row that aren't serial killers. Oh, well, yeah. It says serial killers last meals. Okay, that's cool. I was just con- confused. Death row. Okay. Okay, so if you live in Florida and you're on death row, your food that you ask for cannot cost more than $40 for the ingredients. For your last meal. Yeah. $40. Yep. Oklahoma. So I guess surf and turf is out, huh? Yeah. No steak and Oklahoma lobster. Oklahoma has a similar rule. But the budget's only set for $15. $15? In early September, a convicted killer, Anthony Banks, was served three apple pie 
no, excuse me, three apple-filled bear claws pastries, two bottles of water for his last meal before he died on lethal injection. That was his request? Yep. He wanted uh, apple-filled bear, bear claw, claw. I never pastries. Even, you know, I'm a bear claw aficionado, all right? I never had I apple-filled I have one. had bear claws all my life, and I have never had an apple-filled mm-hmm. bear claw. But two bottles of water? I didn't even know they made apple filled. I don't think they do make apple filled bear claws. I think somebody called mm. it a bear claw. It was probably just a an apple pastry. Yeah, an apple fritter. Yeah, or something. California. Woo, woo, Three yes. bear claws and two bottles of water. Yeah. That was his requested last yes. meal. Yes. Dang. Yeah. What would you not not to not to no. interrupt your your your, your I don't know. I love seafood. What would you? What but would you Beans, I live in California. I get fifty dollar budget. So fifty I want bucks. Some, yeah, yeah, I want some steak and lobster. Hell yeah, and a margarita. Yeah, I, I, well, I want lots of margaritas. Mm-hmm. I want so many margaritas that I really can't tell if I'm eating the steak or the lobster. Right. I mean, if it's my last meal, I don't think I want to be terribly sober <laughs> for it or anything else thereafter. Yeah, but beans in California, we get fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yep. You can get a lot of margaritas for yeah. fifty bucks. Of course, I'm a cheap drunk, so <laughs> me too. <laughs> nowadays, wouldn't really take a whole lot. But yeah, I think I'd go for steak and lobster. I like Caesar salad. Uh huh. Love salad of any kind. I'd have to have some salad. Yeah. Um, gotta have some kind of good garlic bread and some French really fries. I love my great French fries. Garlic bread. Yeah, French fries would be good. Um. That'd be just about as good as any. I, you know, the thought of having to actually have a last meal is sort of scary and depressing in a way. Yeah. But anyhow, what? Let's go ahead and go on with and some then, of the other guys and see what they had. Um, Oklahoma, fifteen bucks. Yes, damn. What about Texas? I know they're they're Johnny on the spot getting rid of their death row inmates. Um, Texas. Where did I see that at? Hang with me, kids. Okay, let's do this one. This one's Pennsylvania. They're only allowed to pick from a menu of available items, so they're not going to go out of your way to feed you. So <laughs> You can have bread and water, or you can have water and bread. Uh-huh. What do they mean, available items? Available where? So whatever's in their kitchen, in their... In the prison kitchen? Yes. Oh, man. That okay, sucks. this man... And there's no dollar amount given for for pits for no Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania no, just whatever's available Dude. in our kitchen. Okay, don't go up on first degree in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay, Texas. Yeah, Texas. That's right. Okay. How much? This man in Texas, um, H. H. Holmes, was executed on May seventh, eighteen ninety six. Um. He, he had a different menu to choose from in the 1800s. He asked for, this is a Texan's inmate. He asked for his last meal to be, the list goes on, two chicken fried steaks smothered in gravy mm-hmm. oh, I with forgot. I like sliced onions, yeah. triple bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> a cheese omelet, a large bowl of fried okra. How long did he have to eat? I don't know, huh? Um, I love fried okra too. 
I don't know what this, there's a word missing out of my, it says oh. share over the top of it. It printed out weird. Oh, okay. Something a hump. And then, something a what? A something me, a hump. Let me see. But you can't read it. Let me see it if first. I can read it. Right there? No, below it. The word's been oh. messed up. It's, it's not that I can't read the word, it's hump. been. Oh, yeah. Something hump. Yeah. yeah. I got no idea what that is. Okay, then three fajitas. Three fajitas. fajitas. Wait a minute. A fajita isn't a fajita. Fajitas is a is a dish of of chopped or sliced up meat and vegetables, vegetables. wrapped in a tortilla like. Well, if you choose to wrap them, right. I suppose they meant three wraps of yeah. fajitas. Okay. A pizza. A pizza. A pizza. In eighteen. This was in 1896. 96. Jesus. Okay. A pint of bluebell ice cream. Okay. What flavor? Doesn't say. Oh, man. A pound, a pound of barbecue meat. Any particular kind? He didn't nope, say. Nope, doesn't Could say. Pork, beef, or hmm. whatever. A slab of peanut butter fudge with <laughs> crushed peanuts and three root beers. Where, where, he was in Texas. Yes. Okay. Guess what? He didn't eat none of it. Really? Yep. He didn't he just eat any of it. just made them go to all that trouble just because yep. he could? <gasps> um, on oh. the outrage of the letter from the sen- state senate letter to the TD, TDCJ ended a trial. To who? Yeah, I don't know who the T. Texas Department of something, maybe? Correctional Justice, maybe? Yeah, right there. The, the Texas Department of Criminal Justice. Criminal Justice. Okay. Oh, he wrote a letter to them? Um, on the outrage letter from a state senator. Oh. Um, the traditional practicing allowing criminated inmates to request their final meals is now served the same dinner as everyone else in the prison. So he fucked that up for everybody else. Now, your last dinner is what everybody else in the prison is eating. Let me see that for a second, because there's a word there I didn't recognize that you read. Uh, one outrage letter from a state senator later ended the traditional practice of allowing condemned inmates to request their final meals. I don't know what that word was. I don't see it in here now. Maybe it was one you made up. Okay. So anyway, so now nobody can, nobody gets to pick. No. They get what everybody else in the prison's eating. See, I forgot all about chicken fried steak. That's one oh, of my I total faves. My father-in-law has done pass, but he I loves make chicken my... Fried. I make it all the time. He loves my yeah, chicken fried steak. Yeah, that'd have to be on my list too. Well, when you started talking about all those different things, I'm like, how the hell could he eat all that food? Yeah. And it might be that somebody should have said something at the time. Did they actually make oh, wait all a minute, that food? There was more food that he asked for on this page. Um, Holmes was served a breakfast of boiled eggs, dry toast, and coffee. He was. Uh, maybe David messed up when he printed this for me. Doesn't sound like you got all the pages. No. What about those pages on the table no, it's there? No, the same thing, but oh. the ink was. Okay. Well, he had oh, breakfast. Well. He had breakfast, and then he ordered everything in the house and didn't eat it. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So what about Texas now? Is there anything about Texas now? That was 1896. Is there anything yeah, more contemporary? Yeah, I think it's still the same. I think they just get served the same um, in the, other states. What do you mean the same Same as what? All the other inmates. They don't get a special oh, one. Oh, they now. don't get a special one. No. Oh. In other no states where meal. death penalty is still practiced, the last meal tradition remains through, although, remains although there are some limits on to what prisoners will offer those restrictions are often referred to price and availability. Yeah. So, okay. And then in Florida, like I said, it's $40, but the ingredients have to be purchased locally. So you can't have a lobster flown in from Maine. Well, <clears throat> you know, in all fairness, I have to say that I'm not so sure that the last meal thing is appropriate anyway after all uh, but this right here says justice is going to be served when the person is executed but can we not show a softer side <laughs> well I don't know did they show a softer no. side when they murdered when they killed or did whatever so. they did their victim didn't get to have their last meal I don't think so but then I'm sort of a I'm kind of a vindictive type person when it comes to that sort of thing. I figure if anybody needs to show anybody compassion or whatever, that's what God's there for. In the meantime, mm -hmm. a serial killer who is definitely a serial killer who has brutalized and, and whatnot, now I show them no mercy, nor do I um, have any compunction about sending them to their uh, death with uh without a special meal that's you know that's sort of the right they gave up when they started being stupid and serial killing if you said you're interested in what motivates serial killers yes what kinds of things have you found out does motivate or do motivate serial killers have, have you studied that at all or no you're just, just curious like with about it? charles manson um i have spoke to you about that before yeah, well, Charlie's insane, so we have to assume that sanity or the lack of sanity plays a distinct role in some serial killer's actions. Right. Uh, but um, actually, I suppose in a way, it's probably all of them. I'm, you know, There's I'm something I'm not a clinical psychologist, so I can't say what uh, factors there are that motivate someone to do something like that uh, to my way of thinking it's insane activity right. whether clinically whether it's considered insanity or not i don't know like i said i'm not a psychiatrist um Arlene, i think it's i think it's kind of funny to see what the what they would actually request for. do you remember the serial killer arlene how do you say oh, her last yeah. name? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure, I do. I watched uh, Warnos. Yeah, yeah. She. They made a movie about her. Yes. Very, uh, Charlize Theron. Huh? Charlize yes. Theron played she her. She played her, yes. She was awesome. magnificent in that part. She was magnificent mm. in that part. Arlene was offered um, her prison standard barbecue chicken meal. On the night of her execution, execution uh -huh. she turned it away, later asking oh. only for a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, 
I guess she wanted to stay awake. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, if it was me, I think I'd want to be shit-faced, but that's just me. I enjoy being shit-faced now and then anyway, so... <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, I think I'd want to have a drink or two. Some really nice gin would be good rather than a margarita. I like margaritas. Don't get me wrong. I love them, but I think some really excellent gin would be a lot better and some great olives. Yeah. Um, I love, um, I love the big green olives with the pits still uh -huh. in them. Love those. Yeah. That'd be good. I could go for that. I could go for that now. I think I'll have a glass of gin when I go. A glass <laughs> of gin? What do you want, honey? I'll have a glass of gin. No, you know, a drink. It's funny because I never really do drink. I I think of it often. And every time Ernie comes home from work and he pours himself a glass of wine, uh -huh. you know, he'll go, honey, you want a glass of wine? I go, nah, not so much. Yeah. But, you know, it's because I'm on meds. Right. And I'm on meds that, you know, I'm on painkillers. On a, you know, regular basis. And you know from your own experience, yes. you're not supposed to do drugs and drugs. Yeah, so yeah. I don't very often have a I drink. I don't drink, but I've been wanting a glass of wine lately. Last yeah. month. I'm, I'm, I'm not so much a wine liker. <laughs> that's badly said. I don't care for wine that much. Ernie likes wine. And that's good for him. So we have, we subscribe to the wine of the month club, sort of. Not, oh. real, not really. It's, uh, through that winery down where our kids live. And, and, uh, they send us out every three or four months. They send us out, um, three bottles of, and you can pick, you know, do you want to be, uh, sent whites, reds, or a combination? Oh. And I think we pick mixed. Okay. You know. And so we never know what they're sending. You right. Know? And, well, actually, they send you an email, and they tell you now what they're sending, but they didn't used to. Uh, and so it was always like a big surprise. Oh, we got some of that. Oh, we got some of that. You know. And they have they have one wine that I especially like, and it's a, uh, a sparkling wine. Ooh. Um, kind of like pink pink champagne, sort of, okay. kind of, in, in that, of that genre. Uh-huh. And Ernie calls it my soda pop. Because <laughs> I do sort of slug that down like soda pop. But other regular wine, I'm not that crazy about. So, but anyhow, I do like my gin. Yes, I do. But I, I again, I don't drink that much anymore. Right. used to drink a lot when we were, you know, more sociable. And we'd right. go out with other people. And we'd go out to dinner. And we'd have drinks. And we had parties. And we'd drink. And all that kind of stuff. But... We don't do that anymore, you know. Yeah. We don't know that many people we go out with, and I'm on the meds, and he's on meds, and it's like, yeah, it's a whole other yeah. world when you get old. So, no, we don't, we don't get to do that. But we do at home, on occasion, we will have a drink. Right. You know, I, I have, I have a drink now and then. I just. But you're over 21. You're allowed well, to. Well, no, I don't. Well, see, that was also a large part of it too. When I was when I was working before I retired. Um, I did not go out because I always drive everywhere we go. Right. I have for, for almost all of our lives together, I mm -hmm. have always driven wherever we go. It okay. just sort of turned out that way. Ernie doesn't care about driving and I'm a control freak. So I drive, <laughs> I do the driving. And, uh, as a respiratory therapist, if I 
were to be cited for a DUI, you fucked up. I can lose my license to practice yeah. medicine permanently. Yes. Not to mention possibly my driver's license. Not to mention license. Not to mention possibly killing somebody and in the process and, and all that other stuff. So I learned many, many years ago not to drink very often because most of the time You're I was driving. I was to the begin DD. With. Yep. However, if it was a situation where I knew that I was going to be tempted beyond my endurance, then Ernie became the DD. Right. You know, because he didn't really care that much, and I would care, you know, be like a party. I want to have some fun at the party tonight. This is, again, before I was on meds. Right. Before the knee surgery and the fibromyalgia set in and all that other horse shit that I take meds for. Um, so, yeah, I had, I would go to a party, and then Ernie would do the driving. and Or if we would go, like, out to dinner, uh-huh. and once in a blue moon, I'd have a larger margarita than uh-huh. normal, you know, and I'd... And he'd have just a beer. Right. You know, and then we'd eat. Right. So, you know, he, with one beer and a meal on him, he was okay to drive. And when you're sitting there with friends, it's with more me talking than and eating. Lots of margaritas, not so much. So then mm-hmm. he would be the DD and he would get us home safe and sound. But other than that, um, yeah, I don't anymore don't do so much yeah. drinking. I don't want to be a statistic and I certainly don't want to take anybody out, um, because of my stupidity and no. and getting behind the wheel uh, inebriated or even slightly inebriated. You know, it doesn't take much. Like I said, I'm a cheap drunk. It doesn't take much for me to get to the point where I'm so relaxed that I'm not paying proper attention right. to anything. And if I'm so in a car driving, drink then... When you have yeah, one. exactly. So if I'm not, if I'm not in a car driving, then I can have some fun. But if I'm, if I'm going to be driving, no, I'll stay sober. Thanks. Yeah. And, and happy, it's not worth it. Happy to do so. And then there's the other thing too. There's the morning after. Yeah. You know, oh, Jesus, I hated headaches and stuff. And I'll tell you, I have spent more time on my knees next to the porcelain god than I care to imagine. Waking up with a room spinning. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's oh, not I hated fun. that. Yeah. So I'm sort of glad in a way that I've kind of outgrown that uh, that part of my life. Dave I'm, and I got all of our drinking over happy. system before we had kids, so. I'm very happy mm. with uh, with not not imbibing all that often. I know it probably sounds really boring to everybody that's listening. They're going, "Oh, for yeah. God's sakes, have a glass!" But <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just the way, just the way it is. So I don't, uh, I don't think anybody else should not drink. No, but you I shouldn't think, drink and drive. And, I have big know, problems I don't with think that. Anybody should drink and drive. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't think anybody should drink and do anything mechanical. <laughs> no, because that's when you lose arms and legs and limbs. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's not. It's not like a, a religious objection or anything. I'm just, you know, I'm not able to drink that much anymore. That's yeah. all there is to it. Me neither. And I, God knows, I don't want to drink enough to fall down and break a hip or some shit. <laughs> that would suck. God, damn, that'd be really irritating as hell. No. So let's see. What else do we know that about anything? Is that is that all we had for last meals? Yeah, there was just. I told David things. that he should call this the Last Supper. This episode should call this the Last Supper. That's sort of uh, that's that's <laughs> that's wrong. 
on a lot of levels, but that's okay. I'm over it. So let's see what did we talk about last time that I remembered thinking if we got stuck for a subject, um, we could go back to. Boy, these clippy things work Are really good. Don't very clippy. They? Oh, we talked about one of our most popular uh, podcasts, actually, was the one where we talked about the habits of supremely happy people. Did we finish all of that one? Well, yeah, we did. Um, sort of. We 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 sort of glossed over uh, what they do, the their actions. There was like sort of more to it. We didn't, you know. We said that, uh, for example, the supremely happy people surround themselves with other happy people. Right. Well, we didn't elaborate on that. Like, how do you how do you do that? How do you surround yourself with happy people? Um, if you're just an ordinary person. With a limited social circle. Right. You know, I can see a lot of people sitting at home going, well, that's fine for you, but, you know, I'm... Well, I don't I'm, have a social circle. Yeah, I don't have a social circle either, so how can I surround myself with with other happy people? Well, I have a suggestion. Uh, by listening to happy stuff on the television. Yeah. Or the radio. Or what other media? The computer. Right. Uh, and by happy stuff, <clears throat> what do I mean? Uh, watch comedy show. Watch something uplifting that makes you feel good. That that sort of thing, rather than uh, totally depressing stuff. Right. Um, a lot of talk shows can be very uplifting and entertaining. Yes. Uh, like, just like a podcast, they can be entertaining or not, uh, and then some of them can be not so entertaining. Some of them can be downright depressing. Yes. Personally, I like to watch Judge Judy. Oh, she's a riot. I, I think she's, for me, she's, she's uplifting. I like her for so many reasons, not the least of which is that she will absolutely tell it like it is. Uh huh. You know. And she doesn't take any shit off anybody. I was watching anybody. a show with her granddaughters. Grandma, how come you're so mean in your courtroom? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah, well, she she is intolerant of a lot of things that I'm intolerant of to a degree. Right. And so I identify with her on that level. Um, it's really funny, though. She says she's, she gets a lot of poorly educated people in her Courtroom. Unfortunately, yes. A lot. Uh, and a lot of them happen to be young. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not to say that all young people are poorly educated, but she does get a sh- her fair share of them. And it, it's amazing to me because sh- she'll get somebody in there that they'll say, uh, well, it, it was taken from me. And she'll, you can just see her start grinding her teeth and she'll say, there is no such word as <laughs> tooken, you know, and it just, it cracks me up because every time I hear that, I think, oh my God, did they actually say that? Right. You know, one that I heard the other day was, uh, this woman was, uh, she'd been fighting in her car, fist fighting huh? with another woman 
And uh, as a result of being distracted by the fist fight, she was, and was driving at the same time, oh, she ran into a car. Not just a car, but it was a car in a parking lot that was a uh, security guard car. Oh, nice. With a security guard in it. Nice. Okay. Not to mention, I think, another security guard car. She hit like two or three cars. And so, you know, Judy's trying to find out what the hell is going on, you know, what, what happened. And you know how they, they, they want to, they want to tell their story the way they've practiced it at home, you know. Right. And they don't want to listen to her questions and answer them. They want to say what they want to say. Well, they already so have everything rehearsed. Yeah. So she's trying to get this woman to explain to her why it was that she did not think she was responsible for the accident because she had said it's not it wasn't my fault you know now she was driving it is her fault she was she, the driver she was driving okay but in still she said well it's not my fault so judge judy's going well why not so she says well the other woman altercated the fight well there is no such word as altercated at least not used in that sense right. of the word an altercation yes takes place she may have instigated right. the fight, you know. So there's a there's a lot of ignorant responses right. comes out of. Uh, and this woman was uh, definitely old enough to have developed a little bit better grasp of a vocabulary than right. she had. She obviously had <laughs> not educated herself. Uh, no, she hadn't educated. Yeah, there you go. Herself, right? right. So I like I like watching <laughs> Judy for that. Uh, because she's, she is intolerant of, uh, deliberately ignorant right. people. You know, it's one thing to be ignorant. It's right. another thing to be deliberately ignorant. Right. And so, uh, whenever I see her correct somebody, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> My mom does the same thing. Give it to them. Because, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of scary in a way because you begin to realize that when you talk with people, if you're not, if if they're not speaking the same English, <laughs> so to speak, that you are, just exactly how much communication actually goes on. Well, it depends on who they're talking to. Well, no, no, it doesn't. If 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 they don't, if they because don't if have the same meaning for words slang, that you do, right? Then then how if you say a certain thing, they're not going to know what the fuck you're saying. No. And how how are you going to communicate with somebody like that? You can't. Know? It's it, <clears throat> so anyway. I like I like watching Judge Judy. To me, she's uplifting. Right. Uh, I don't care so much for the more serious talk show hosts. Mm -hmm. At least not when they have a serious subject going on, because it's, it, it brings you not, down. It is kind of uh, in a way. On the other hand, sometimes they may have a guest who has had some severe adversity and overcome it, and then it becomes an uplifting right. kind of thing. So if you, if you can, if you have no social circle, uh, if you, uh, watch television or listen to the radio or podcasts, or, uh, if you listen to things on your computer or you read your newspaper, if you can find out ahead of time what you're getting yourself into, is I wouldn't it, read our newspaper. That's some scary shit. <laughs> so, is it going to be something that is, uh, you know, inspirational and uplifting, 
then that's something that you would want to include in your time frame, possibly. This would sort of take the place of uh, having uh, a limited social circle. Now, let's also consider the possibility that even though we may not have an expansive social circle, doesn't mean that we can't rectify that situation. For example, there are lots, lots of organizations in your community that are doing good works, things that need to be done in your community, and they can almost always use volunteer help. Yes. So if somebody's sitting at home, able-bodied, but socially crippled, let's say, uh, by, I don't know, shyness or just simply the lack of contact, it's possible that you could uh, put yourself out there for somebody. Maybe volunteer at a local uh, school or mm-hmm. church or a rescue mission sports or and rec thrift center. store or what? A sports and rec center. Or a sports and rec center. Somewhere that needs uh, somebody to help out mm-hmm. with one thing or another. And you get two things out of that. One, you get to to do something good, and, you, and that's good. And then, two, you get to meet other people who are doing those things. And that's one of the things that was on the list, besides meeting or surrounding yourself with happy people, was the the supremely happy people devote some of their time to giving. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're uh, if you're out there doing a you know I don't know what volunteer you know. Some places you can't, like a lot of hospitals and stuff, they don't no, want volunteers no anymore. anymore, but, uh, but there are other situations, like, uh, let's talk about a SNF. A uh-huh. Skilled nursing facility yes. is called a SNF for the letters of skilled nursing facility. Um, they are filled with very lonely, sometimes elderly, yes. sometimes very ill people. Yes who do not have come people come and visit. No, because when I worked in the nursing home, I'd get my patients would say a lot, how come they threw me away? And I would take my lunch hour, or well, half an hour, and go spend it with certain individuals just to give them company and talk and yeah. for they didn't feel yeah. alone. Yeah. And that's something that, that they would enjoy. You could read to them, you could uh, sing to them or with them. If they, uh, And ask the nursing home or whatever, what time is your activity hour? Yeah. They always yeah. need help then. They have craft times a lot of times. Yes. And, and uh, so there's a lot, of, a lot of places like that still do accept volunteer assistance. Yes. And they're delighted to have that there. And, again, you will uh, you, you'll run into other people too. doing it's the same satisfying. thing. It's very satisfying. Now, if it turns out that for you it's depressing because because you do see a lot of sad cases where people are felt or do feel as though they've been um what did Neglected. you say what did you say thrown away. thrown away yeah if 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 they're if that sort of thing upsets you then for god's sake no don't go there and do but, that i mean you can get over it in conversations you. with you know you ask them about silly things you know what was your favorite childhood memories or and you kind of get them out to make them feel like you have a friend 
Well, they have a friend, mm-hmm. and it might get them out of their gloom and doom. Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do uh, that I would personally find uplifting uh, is you can babysit, especially older uh, ladies or men uh-huh. can can babysit if you know people who have children. Offer your services as a free babysitter to them if you have patience. If you ha- <laughs> if you have the patience uh, to and the ability to uh, physically take care of a younger person, right? Uh, because it can be a lot of fun to yeah. have a little kid around now and then, and you can play grandma or grandpa with them. And so far as uh, you know, you can play with them, take care of them, and then when mom and dad come home and they get cranky, you can send them home again, and you don't have to mess with them anymore. So that's My another way to so have My kids are so damn some... clingy. Yeah, you're, well, the, she is I'm a right called now. A, I'm a hover mom. She is a little clingy right now, but hopefully she'll get past that. She's a little so, clingy. She's a lot clingy. There's a, there's a, there are a lot of ways that, that you can put yourself out into your community, um, and these are just a couple of suggestions. There, I'm sure a lot of you can think of other things that need to be done in your community that you can help with. And by doing that, you're doing a good thing and you're meeting other people who are doing the same sort of thing. And, and you'll then be surrounding yourself with other happy people. Yes. Hopefully. So just the fact that you don't have a social circle is no excuse. If you, if you want to have a social circle, you're going to have to go out and hunt for it. Yeah. It's not going to come and find you. No, it's not going to knock on your door. not going to come knocking on your door and say, well, actually, they are going to come knocking on your door and ask you if you've found uh, one or another religious organization. No comment. And, and that's your privilege if you choose that you want to go that direction, too. But generally, happiness is not going to come knocking on your door. You're going to have to go out and work for it, yeah. just like anything else. Um, and, and so that would be another Even way. finding a next door neighbor, maybe an elderly person next to you. When I lived in a different That's part of the town, I had an elderly woman. She was in her eighties, pushing nineties. Yeah. She lived by herself. We called her the crazy cat lady because she had lots of cats. Yeah. But sometimes I see her, she's eating cookies. It's like, what have you eaten today? Oh, I had some cookies and a pickle. So <laughs> I'd make dinner cookies and I'd and make a, a plate for her. <laughs> yeah. And I sent her over a well-balanced meal, and she just loved it. Holiday time, I sent her over her cookies, and she loved my banana nut bread, you know, but I would send her over a plate of food. Yeah. So maybe she she couldn't cook anymore. Getting nutrition. Yeah. But she got fed dinner every night. Regardless if she ate it or her cats ate it, I offered it. That reminds me of another organization, too. I just read in the paper the other day where three, I think it was three or four ladies in, in... this vicinity uh, are volunteering their time and services to uh, make meals for Meals on Wheels. Well, because Meals on Wheels got shut down because they, of no budget. Right. So because there are a lot of people in our uh, particular locale that rely on Meals on yes. Wheels, these ladies have come forward for and them. said, yeah, that, you know, we'll cook the food, and, right. and I don't know uh, what the budget is or where they're getting the food. They, I don't remember reading that part, but but anyhow, they had taken their picture, and they said this is, you know, a cool thing. And so that's another kind of thing you can um, do. Also, and, but your neighbor thing that you mentioned is yeah. a really good idea. It made me feel good. 
So I didn't well, know if she was just know. eating pickles and cookies. Yeah, you don't know. Um, also, I wish I had a better vehicle because there's a group on one of my Facebook pages that go down to the riverbed and feed the homeless. Ah, and I really see. I'd be scared that. to do that. I not, would be not with a group. There's a group of like oh, 50, well, 60 people that go down to help. That would be okay. Yeah, but I'd if you're be, going down by yourself, uh, uh-uh, I'm no, sorry. I'd be a little afraid. Hi, are yeah. you homeless? Are you hungry? No, but no. There's a whole group, and there's lots of men that go. Yeah, so you're safe. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, they go that, in the daylight. Again, that that's that's the whole idea. Doing something for somebody else with people who do that. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you feel good. You can't you can't do something like that and not feel good about right. yourself, even if what you run into is a little depressing. Even but seeing you, people at least that are you homeless, know that person went to bed that night with something in their stomach. Well, and you did something to help. Yes, and that and that's a a good thing. Yes, I think. Uh, so that that would be another way to technically surround yourself with. You Even know. though it's a bad situation down, like, on our riverbed, there's a lot of homeless. Well, I think, you know, that's pretty universal. Even yeah. around the world, I think a lot of people have riverbeds with homeless in them. Yeah, but uh, it's just... Unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of countries right where now, everybody's homeless. With... For that matter. The weather getting colder. Yeah. But some people choose to be homeless. Some people may. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I my do. husband's cousin's friend... <laughs> I bought him my husband's cousin's friend a hamburger and bought his dog some water and he was hanging out by the liquor store down here. And it was around the first of the month. I seen him sitting out there and he's counting hundred dollar bill after hundred dollar bill. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I took my last ten bucks and bought him and some. bought you food and you have more fucking money than me. That's why uh, and I'm like, wow. That's why when, remember that when we were at the, that store the other day, I won't mention the yes. name of it. And there was a kid sitting out in front of the store selling candy, candy bars. bars. Yes. Uh, and, and I turned him down for two reasons. One, I turned him down because I don't buy candy because right. we got the diabetic issue. And two, uh, I don't like to support, not him. Okay. But the guy who's in charge of him. There are, there are people who, who have herds of kids who are homeless themselves and they have no direction in life and these guys get these kids together and they get them out selling stuff in the oh. on the streets and the kids don't make the money the guy makes the money the kids oh. they feed the kids they give them somewhere to stay and that's a, and a little pocket money and that's it but mostly they're working for that guy and oh. I don't want to perpetuate so that. So they're pimping so out the kids, kind of. He's pimping okay. out the kids to sell candy. Yeah, because I give so that kid a dollar. That I don't approve. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, you give the kid a buck. He doesn't. He's not out of candy bar. No. He doesn't have to account for it. Right. That's, that's, yeah, because I wasn't going to. What was he selling for, like, four bucks? And I'm like, yeah, oh, but I give bucks, you a dollar. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm, I I hesitate. Okay. You know. Okay. On the other hand, if somebody comes up and, and, and wants change, it just sort of depends whether I'll fork over or not yeah. kind of depends on whether I think they've been waiting for me to come by so they could ask me how really serious are they about if it. If I give and money to every single person who comes up, you'd I'm broke. broke. Exactly. Then you'd I don't have no next, money. You'd be out there asking uh-huh. for money. So there's, there comes a limit um, of how much money you're yeah. going to, you know, fork if over. If you come and say you're hungry, but, if I have the money, I'll go buy you a hamburger. But doing something for somebody like the ladies who cook for the Meals on Wheels, yes. or like you talked about, going next door to your neighbor yes. and saying, Hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You want to sit and watch TV together? Uh-huh. 
and then finding out that maybe she just eating is pickles not and cookies, eating anything but pickles and cookies. Uh, those are lots of ways that you can expand your social circle yes. without um, a lot of effort, right? On your part, and it can be very uplifting. You don't have to join a church or a club oh. or any other organization no. in order to to achieve something like that. And, something and then you can become small. one of the supremely happy people yourself. Yes. And then you won't have to become a serial killer and decide what your last meal is going to be because you only have $15 and you're on no, Oklahoma you're in California. You get God. 50 bucks, but I don't think it's really really that's worth it to bad. have 50 bucks. But whatever. That's why California's in debt. Yeah? <laughs> All right, guys. Is that about it for yeah, us, time-wise? We, we're watching our time. We've had yeah. a little bit of time issues lately, and we've gotten our hands spanked for it. So we're gonna we're gonna be good and, and stick to our timetable um, for the next few uh, podcasts, and then everything will be different after that. I'll explain it all later. So anyhow, don't forget email us. Um, tell us what you think about our show. You can reach us by. On the website at jazomon.com slash jazomodcast. God, that's complicated. <laughs> Anyhow, if you go there, there's a comment button, and you can click on that, and it takes you directly, excuse me, directly to our email page, and then all you have to do is pick Don't Get Us Started. Tell us what episode you want to comment about. And if you can't remember, I just, just email us anyways. Well, they can't. How can they email us? Well, we don't have an email address. But they can comment. They don't have to remember the exact episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. Ah! I don't know. I, th- I don't know what I thought you meant. But it's okay. Yes. We'll Excuse have our me. days. Never mind. <laughs> Anyhow, we will read the emails yes. on air um, unless you request us not to. So we do hope you'll come back next week and yes, give us a listen. Please. And until then, I am Miss Sadie Burbank. And I am Lacey Montoya. And that's enough for tonight. So don't, don't get, get us started. started. Good night. Good night. Good day. Good day. Goodbye. So if you're going to be on death row, what would your last meal consist of? Well, I wouldn't be getting a mammogram, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't think that's on the menu. <laughs> Thank gosh. Uh, my last meal, hmm, I think it would be definitely something ice creamy, like my milkshake. <laughs> no, 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 no more no, milkshake. Okay. No more milkshake. Um, I don't know what my last meal would be. I was thinking about this while I was listening, but I don't know. Hmm. I figure if I pick a lot of stuff, it might take a couple days to eat it all. You know? <laughs> it doesn't work like that. What? Why not? <laughs> Yeah. What would you do? What would I do? I asked you first. Um, I would say fugu. Fugu? Fugu. The hell is fugu? That's that the, the Japanese puffer fish. Really? Sushi. If they do it wrong, it Get kills you. Ah. I wouldn't give the bastards the satisfaction of taking me out. That's Oh, I say fugu to them, too. That's right. Oh, I like that. It's even perfectly named. Fugu. That's right. <laughs> that is the last meal. That's right. You shouldn't get a choice anymore. You get fugu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got up next? Number two is Saturday segments. 
And this one says, Larry busts out the big guns as he breaks out a complete list of films to hit the big screen in 2013 and then covers some Oscar talk. But the fun doesn't stop there. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. Where can you go from there, man? That's just like it. Well, I said it's a flashback. We know what happens. Oh, that's right. Hit play, Jake. All righty. Here we go. All right. Oh, it's that time again. Wow, this is Larry. And welcome to Saturday Segments. I want to talk about today, um, basically, I want to talk about new movies coming out this year. And also, I want to do a, uh, so I guess it's a summary of uh, the Oscar nominations. They were announced uh, a few days ago. We just recently had the uh, Golden Globe Awards and the People's Choice Awards. So now it is time to think about Oscars. So, um, I will talk about that also. And if I have time today, I will uh, talk about uh, <clears throat> Batman movies uh, starting all the way back to 1943 and up to now. So anyway, I will talk about here a little bit about movies that are coming out uh, or, are, or, or are out now. Um, so here we go. Um, looks like it's going to be another... That is, this is out now, Texas Chainsaw. Um, Another remake. Um, I think it's been a while since this movie's been out. Um, I'm not sure uh, how long it's been. But anyway, uh, that is out now. There's another one called uh, The Impossible. Looks like that one is out now. Stars Ian McGregor and Naomi Watts. It looks like it's about the Thailand tsunami back in 2004. Uh, next one is called Promised Land. That one looks like it has Matt Damon and Francis McDermott. Let's see. Looks like the basic plot is they're on a quest to take over a small town for its natural gas properties. Okay. <laughs> Next one, Gangster Squad. I've seen the previews of this. It looks pretty good. Um, Sean Penn is in it. Mickey Co uh, oh, he plays Kingpin Mickey Cohen. So who else is in it? Uh, Josh Brolin, Ryan Gosling, and Anthony Mackie. Haunted House is the next one. Um, it looks like it is a comedy. Um, name Mer uh, Cedric the Entertainer in it, Marlon Wayans, and Nikki Swartzen's in it. Um, that's coming on next. 
Zero Dark Thirty comes out, uh, or is out now. It is about a tale of one woman's tireless of the shepherds not to only take out Osama bin Laden, but take him out completely. Next one is Broken City. Uh, I talked about this not too long ago. It comes out the 18th of this month. Mark Wahlberg is in it. Uh, Russell Crowe is in it. Um, I've seen the reviews of this. It looks pretty good also. So we'll see about that one. The Last Stand. Arnold is coming back again. Uh, also stars Johnny Knoxville is in this movie. That's coming out. There's one called Mama. Um, that looks like it's kind of a, it's a horror movie. Horror slash thriller movie. It stars, let's see. Is there any things in this? Let me look at here. Okay. Another one coming out is called Movie 43. That stars Halle Berry, Emma Stone, Kristen Bell, Richard Gere, Uma Thurman. And it looks like it's 12 storylines, each directed by someone different. Okay. That sounds interesting. Parker is coming out. Um, that is a comedy movie. Jason Statham is in it. Also, Jennifer Lopez is in it. Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. Okay. <laughs> it's a sci-fi fantasy movie. Um, Jeremy Reiner and Gemma Arlington are grown up as bounty hunters. And they go back after their witch hunter, looks like. It's also a sci-fi fantasy movie. Bullet to the Head. Looks like this one stars Sylvester Stallone. He's an assassin who teams up with a New York cop to blast their way through Nolans and avenge their murdered partners. Okay. Stand Up Guy. Al Pacino, Christopher Walken, and Alan Arkin. Sounds interesting. Sounds here they play online partners separated by a stint in the slammer who reunite, but the trouble is one of them has been hired to kill the other. Okay. Warm bodies. Looks like a zombie type movie. Nicholas Holt as a speechless zombie in love with a human girl. Next one is Identity Theft. Theft. Jason Bateman is in this one. So is Melissa McCarthy. That comes out next month. Side Effects. Stephen, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Channing Tatum. Rooney Mara. And Jude Law. 
style business manager comes out next month. Beautiful Creatures. Looks like a romance movie coming out. Um, let me see. <clears throat> Alice Englehart is a new is a newcomer. Um, says it took four years to bring this movie to life. From a novel. There's a good day to die hard. Another die hard movie with Bruce Willis. He teams up with his oldest son to prevent a nuclear weapons heist. That comes out next month. Escape from Planet Earth. That looks like a animated movie. Cast including Sarah Jessica Parker, Jessica Alba, Sophia Verga, Vergara, Jane Lynch, and Brandon Fraser. Sounds interesting. Another one is called Safe Haven. Stars Josh Drummel, Julianne Hogue, Huff, Julianne Huff. I can never pronounce that name. Dark Skies, sci fi is a horror thriller. It's like he's starring Carrie Russell and Josh Hamilton, a suburban family increasingly haunted by a mysterious supernatural force. That comes out next month. Here's one with the rock uh, called Split Snitch. Dwayne Johnson stars in it. He sinks deeper undercover inside a high powered drug cartel. Next one is called 21 and Over. Let me see here. This one. Um, It's a comedy movie also. Pre-med college student who decides to roll the dice and head out on the town for a beer or two, even though he is set in their board medical school interview the next morning. Okay. Next one, Jack the Giant Slayer. Okay, says... Jack, and let's see, Nicholas Holt. He stars as Jack and an innocent farm farmhand who, despite his best intentions, sets off a series of high stakes conflicts between our world and the land of fearsome giants. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, it comes out next. It comes out. That one comes out in March. Here is another one called The Last, the Last Exorcism Part 2. That's a horror movie. Next one is called Phantom. David Duchovny and Ed Harris are in this one. It sounds like a submarine action adventure movie about the haunted captain of a Soviet vessel. 
who holds the world, who holds the fate of the world in his hands. Okay. Here's another one, Admission. Looks like it stars Tina Fey and Paul Rudd. Okay, these are all coming out in March. Next one is called Dead Man Down. It stars Colin Farrell and Numi Repace. Okay, that sounds interesting. Oh yeah, this one I look forward to. Oz the Great and Powerful. Comes out in March. Let's see, James Franco was in it. So is uh, Mila Kunis and Rachel Weisz is in it. That sounds like it's pretty good. Okay, this one, next one is called The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Jim Carrey is in it. Olivia Wilde, Alan Arkin, Steve Buscemi. Sounds like a let's see. Dueling Magicians. Okay. Here's one called the Crews, C R O D S. Nicholas Cage is in it. It's a family adventure. Here's one called Olympus Has Fallen. That stars Gerard Butler. Aaron Eckhart's in it, Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd. This is that one. These are all coming out in March. Next one, G.I. Joe, Retaliation. Looks like I'm making another G.I. Joe movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. That comes out in March also. Here's one called The Host. It is a sci-fi romance drama. It is a sci-fi thriller about a parasitic alien soul. There's another Tyler Perry movie. Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. Looks like... Uh, Kim Kardashian's in this one. Okay, let's see. Next one, The Heat. Sandra Bullock is in this one. And Melissa McCarthy. Jurassic Park 3D coming out in April. Speaking of Jurassic Park, there's going to be a Jurassic Park 4, I understand. Um, Steven Spielberg is going to be the producer, but they haven't found a director yet. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with next. <laughs> it's been, oh, a good maybe... I don't know, 10 years since Jurassic Park 3. So, um, we will see what happens in this one. I'm not too sure yet.
Here's one called 42, comes out in April. Sounds like it's a drama movie. Jackie Robinson, about Jackie Robinson. Next one called The Evil Dead. It's a remake. Scary Movie 5. <laughs> Another one. Okay, who's in this one? Ashley Tisdale, Simon Rex, Lindsay Lohan, Chris Elliott, and Charlie Sheen. I believe Charlie Sheen was in the last one, Scary Movie. I think it was in Scary Movie 3. Um, that comes out in April. Here's one called Oblivion. Um, Tom Cruise is in this one. Next one is called The Big Wedding. Uh, Robert De Niro, Diane Keaton, Susan Sarandon, Robin Williams, Katherine Heigl, Topher Grace, Topher Grace, Amanda Seyfried, and Ben Barnes. That sounds interesting. Here's one called Pain and Gain. Looks like Mark Wahlberg is in this one. It's an action comedy movie. Let's see. I'll just run out a few more. Iron Man 3 comes out in May. Looks like he will be... Since here is the first standalone Marvel movie to ask the question, he faces off with a classic comic book antagonist all in uh, Madarian. That's Ben Kingsley's in that one. About Time is a sci fi movie. Looks like Richard Curtis, oh, he directs Rachel McAdams, Bill Nye. Um, looks like it's kind of a time, time, time and space movie. They are able to move in and out of different eras. Okay. The Great Gatsby. Now this is a remake. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Tobey Maguire is in it. The original one, I believe, came out in the 70s. Um, I remember seeing it. I believe Sam Waterston was in that at the time. There's another Tyler Perry movie called We the Peoples. Oh yeah, Star Trek. Next Star Trek movie comes out. Chris Pine is in it. Zachary Quinto. Comes out in May. May the 17th. 
says the movie they believe to be the strongest second chapter in Trek history. Here's one called Epic. It's animation. Fast and Furious 6 comes out in May. Looks like Vin Diesel is in this one. Gina Carano and Luke Evans. And also Michelle Rodriguez is in this one also. Oh, they're doing another Hangover movie, Hangover Part 3. The Purge. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in this one. After Earth. It's like Will and Jaden Smith are in this one. The Internship. Looks like Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn are in this one. There's one called Now You See Me. Jesse Eisenberg is in it. Morgan Freeman. Isma Fisher. Mark Ruffalo. Woody Harrelson are in this one. So is Michael Caine. Man of Steel comes out in June. Let's see. Henry Cavill plays Superman. Amy Adams is Lois Lane. Michael Shannon is Evil General Zod. And Russell Crowe plays Jarrell, who is Superman's father, Kal-El. That's in May. This is the end comes out in May. Or just June, I'm sorry. I said May. Seth Rogen, Jay Barrochelle, James Franco, Craig Robinson. Here's Monsters University. This goes back to Sully and Mike and Michael and Mike's college days. That comes out in May. Oh, June, I'm sorry. I keep saying May. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, 
Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. World War Z. Brad Pitt is in this one. out in June. There's one Kick-Ass 2 comes out in June. White House Down comes out in June. Comes out in June. Despicable, Despicable Me comes out. Despicable Me 2 comes out. This also, this is July. The Lone Ranger comes out in June, July. Um, here's Grown Ups 2. Grown Ups, yeah, Grown Ups 2. Adam Sandler, Kevin James, David Spade, and Chris Rock, and Rob Schneider are in this one. Pacific Rim comes out in July. That looks pretty good. I've seen the previews. There's The Conjuring. Uh, horror thriller movie. R.I.P.D. This is in July. Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. Comes out. Turbo. It's an animated movie. 
comes out. The Wolverine, starring Hugh Jackman, comes back as Wolverine. That's in July. Rise of an Empire comes out in August. Okay. Red 2. Bruce Willis, Mary Louise Parker, Helen Murin, and John Malkovich coming out. This one. Oh, the Smurfs come out. Smurfs 2. That comes out in August. Elysium. That's like Matt Damon. Matt Damon's been doing a lot of movies lately. It takes place in the year 2159, where poor people are confined to a deceptive earth while the rich are allowed to inhabit a clean, man-made station called Elysium. Okay, okay, let's see here. Where the Millers? Looks like Jennifer Aniston is in this one. And Emma Roberts. Emma, Emma Roberts, I'm sorry. Two Guns, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington, that comes out in August. Sea of Monsters, action fantasy movie, that's August. The To-Do List, a comedy, that comes out in August. There's Mortal Instruments. Says Clara Fay, Carly Fay, who discovers that she is descended from a line of shadow hunters, a secret group of half angel warriors. You're next. There's a horror movie that comes out in August. Close, close circuit. That stars Eric Bana and Rebecca Hall. Here's Getaway. I believe that's a remake. Ethan Hawke's in it. Um, that comes out in August. Insidious Chapter 2. One Direction Concert Movie. Okay, let's see. A hugely popular musical act, over 13 million records sold worldwide and counting. That's in August. There's one called Satanic. That comes out in August. Riddick. Like Vin Diesel again. That comes out in September. Battle of the Year. Let's see. Comes out in September. I Frankenstein. Okay. 
internet cartoon this movie. It's about a Frankenstein monster named Adam who lives through the centuries and now finds himself caught up in a long-standing battle between two immortal plans. Prisoners comes out. September, Hugh Jackman is in this one. And also Jake Gyllenhaal is in this one. It's called Prisoners. There's one called Rush. It's an action movie. Sounds like it is a about a Formula Formula One racing all stars in the nineteen seventies. Oh, they're doing episode two of Attack of the Clones in three D in September. It says presented here on the big screen and larger than my three D. There's Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. Coming out in September. There's Runner Runner. That's now Affleck and Justin Timberlake. The Tomb. Looks like Sylvester Stallone's in this one. It's an action movie. And it looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger's in this one. There's one called The Delivery Man. Vince Vaughn is in this one. That comes out in October. There's Paranoia. Comes out in October. There's Sin City, the Dane, a Dane to kill for. Jessica Alba, Rosario Dawson, Mickey Rourke are coming back. Okay, September or October, we're showing episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, in 3D. So all three of them, well, let's see, I should tell. Episode 2 and episode 3 are coming back in 3D. There's Captain Phillips. Tom Hanks is in this one. Oh, okay. This one about the true story of a man whose ship was overtaken by Somali pirates. That was just recently. Here's one called Old Boy. Old Boy. Uh, Josh Brolin is in it. That comes out in October. <clears throat> Carrie. That's in October. Um, let's see. Chloe Grace Moretz cast as a shy, lonely teenager Carrie. Julianne Moore takes on the role of Carrie's depressive, stifling, stifling mother. There's Malavita. It's like it's going to be uh, Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Tommy Lee Jones. That comes out in October. The Seventh Son, fantasy movie, Jeff Bridges, Julianne Moore, that's coming out. Let's see, we're in October still, uh, Paranormal Activity 5, the plot has yet to be revealed, it says here. The World's End comes out in October, looks like, uh, 
in that one. Anyway, Ender Game sci-fi movie. Let's see. Harrison Ford, Asta Butterfield, Ben Kingsley, and Haley Stein Steinfeld. That comes out in November. Okay. Oh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Cool. If you guys, if anybody, if you're baby boomers, remember uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman on the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. That's going to be an animated movie. There's Thor, The Dark World. Comes out in November. There's Untitled Sequel to The Best Man. That's also that's November, I'm sorry. That's in October, November. Uh, last one was November, too. The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, comes out in November. Frozen, this is another animated movie. Comes out. The Hobbit, The Desolation of SMAU Smag, or something, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> anyway. That's a sequel to The Hobbit, which is out now. That's in December. There's Tyler Perry, A Medea Christmas, comes out in December. Monument Men, George Clooney directs this one. Looks like it stars Daniel Craig, Matt Damon, Kate Blanchett, and Bill Murray. It is about. Stolen artwork that was stolen by the Nazis before Hitler's destroyed before Hitler destroyed them. Okay. Here's one called Las Vegas. Okay. Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, and Morgan Freeman are in this one. Anchorman. Will Farrell comes back again, looks like. Saving Mr. Banks. Oh. Okay. Tom Hanks portrays Walt Disney in the behind-the-scenes drama about making a Mary Poppins. Oh, that sounds interesting. Hmm. Walking with Dinosaurs 3D comes out. These are all December now. 47 Ronin. Keanu Reeves is in this one, looks like. Jack Ryan. Oh, another Tom Clancy movie. Tom Clancy book. Chris Pine is in it. Kara Knightley. Kevin Costner. That's on Christmas Day. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. And that's a rerun. That's a, not a rerun, but a remake. With uh, Ben Stiller, it looks like. Okay. Um, that was the movies that are coming out this year. So now we will look at... Now I want to look at the 10 most disappointing movies of 2012. And we'll go through that list here. Okay, so let us look at the 10 most disappointing movies of 2012. Okay, the first one, <laughs> I 
thought was good. Just dark, dark shadows. Um, you know me, I'm a Dark Shadows fan. Always have been. Um, personally, I like the movie. Um, I like that Johnny Depp did a great job in Barnabas Collins. Um, I don't know. I disagree with them. Um, I like the movie. It followed the show pretty closely um, with the main characters. So that one I have to disagree with. Prometheus, um, like I said before, I had a little trouble following this movie. Uh, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Um, I'm not saying it was a bad movie, but like I said, it was kind of uh, hard to follow in some places. The next one they talk about is The Watch. Uh, i never seen this movie, so I couldn't give you a good review about it. Uh, Adam uh, Ben Stiller is in it. Uh, John Jonah Hill. Brave. I've seen parts of it. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good. Um, um, like I said, I've never seen the movie, so I couldn't give you a good review about it, if it was good or bad. Let me see. This one I've never seen. Um, Savages. i say it was another bad movie. John Carter. I tried watching this tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, it was on... Um, HBO had a free preview weekend uh, last weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, I don't know. Uh, not sure. You know, uh, it looked interesting. You know, <laughs> to me, so I don't know. And then watch the whole thing. This one I've never seen, Flight, with Denzel Washington. Um, I heard it was pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, good and bad, you know, like all, like all movie reviews. Looper, i never seen this one. I wanted to see it. Um, I believe, yeah. Was in this, uh, Bruce Willis and was in this one. John Gordon Levin was in this one. Joseph Gordon Levin, I'm sorry. The Born Legacy. Never seen that one. Um, I know Matt Damon wasn't in this one. So I, I've seen the original one, The Born Legacy, I've seen that one. I thought it was good, but this one, I'm not too sure. Maybe a Rob. They said it was a bad movie. Um, and also, I understand, got a Razzie this year. Um, so I don't know. 
Uh, I've seen other ones. I've seen the other Les Miserables movies. So I really couldn't compare them to this one now. Okay, so that's what they're talking about. The ten worst movies of last year. <clears throat> I know there's been worse movies than that. <laughs> so, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, I want to look at... Real quickly... Top box office movies. Um, this is, I believe, last week or this week. Um, number one movie is The Hobbit, 9.2 million. Zero Dark Thirty, uh, 24.4 million. Gangster Squad at 17.1 million. A Haunted House, 18.1 million. Life of Pi. 2.7 million. Gangster Squad, 17.1 million. Jack Reacher, 4.8 million. Django Unchained, 11 million. The Impossible, The Impossible, 2.5 million. And Les Miserables at 9.6 million. So those were the top ones. <clears throat> I want to look at some more here. Let's see, here's some more. Um, Silver Linings Playbook, 41.3 million. Lincoln, so far, has made 152.6 million. Rise of the Guardians, 98.8 million. Parental Guidance, 60.6 uh, .6 million. The Untouchables, 13.2 million. Armor, Amour, I should say, 63.8 million. Texas Chainsaw, 30.9 million. Finding Nemo, 41.1 million. And that's it. Okay, hold on. Okay, now I want to talk about the Oscars. Like I said, we already had the Golden Globes and the People and the and People's Choice Awards. So let me see here. First of all, um, the ones for Best Picture. Are, and if you're following this, write it down. Amour. The next one is Argo. The next one is Beast of the Southern Wind. The next one is Jang, Jang, Django Unchained. Name is a Rob. Life of Pi. Lincoln. Play, Silver Linings Playbook and Zero Dark Thirty. Best Actor, Bradley Cooper in Silver Linings Playbook, Hugh Jackman, Les Miserables, Denzel Washington in Flight, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln, and Joaquin Phoenix in The Master. Best Actress, Jessica Chastain for Zero Dark Thirty, Emmanuel Riva for Amour, 
Naomi Watts, Courtney Impossible, Jennifer Lawrence, Silver Linings Playbook, and Kivazani <laughs> Wallace for Beast of the Southern Wind. Supporting Actor Alan Arkin in Argo, Philip Seymour Thomas in The Master, Christopher Waltz in Django and Chain, Robert De Niro, Silver Linings Playbook, and Tommy Lee Jones in Lincoln. Supporting actors Amy Adams in The Master, Anne Hathaway in The Miserable, Jackie Weaver in Silver Linings Playbook, Sally Field in Lincoln, and Helen Hunt in The Session. Best Director Michael Hennick for Armor, Amour, David Russell, Silver Linings Playbook, Behind. Second, Zet Dedalin for Beast of the Southern Wind, Ang Lee for Life of Pi, and Steven Spielberg for Lincoln. Okay. Let me see here. Um, here is uh, more of them. Animated feature, Brave, Frankenweenie, Paranorman, The Pirates, Band of Misfits, and Wreck-It Ralph. <coughs> Cinematography, Seamus McGarvey for Anna Karina, Robert Richardson for Django Unchained, Claudio Miranda for Life of Pi, Janice Kaminsky for Lincoln and Roger Deakins for Skyfall. Costume design Jacqueline Duran for Anna Karina. Paco Delgado Lemisa Rob. Jonah Johnson Johnston Lincoln Lincoln. Iko Ishikoa in Mirror Mirror and Colleen Atwood Snow White and the Huntsman. Directing Michael Hennick. For Amour. Did I just say that? Yeah, I think I did. Directing. Documentary Five Broken Cameras, The Gatekeepers, How to Survive a Plague, The Invisible War, and Searching for Sugar Man. Documentary Short Subject Innocent, King's Point, Monday at Racine. Open Heart and Redemption. Film Editing, William Goldberg, Goldenberg for Argo. Tim Squires for Life of Pi. Michael Kahn for Lincoln. Jay Cassidy and Crispin Struthers for Silver Linings Playbook. Dylan Kitchener and William Goldberg, Goldenberg for Zero Dark Thirty. Foreign Film, Amour, Austria. Antiki, Norway, No, Chile, A Royal Fair, Denmark, and Warwich, Canada. Makeup Howard Berger, Peter Mon Montaigne, and Martin Samuel for Hitchcock. Peter Swartz, King, Richard, Finlander, and Tammy Lane for The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. 
Lisa Westcott and Julie Dartnell for Les Miserables. Musical scorer Dario Martinelli for Anna Karina. Alexander Desplat Argo. Michael Dana, Life of Pi. John Williams Lincoln and Thomas Newman Skyfall. And there is a lot more. <laughs> I will. Uh, skip down to short film animated, Adam and Dog, Fresh Guacamole, Head Over Heels, Maggie Simpson, The Longest Daycare, and The Longest Daycare in Paperman. Short film live action, Assad, Busk, She Boys, Curfew, Death of a Shadow, and Henry. Visual effects, Joe Lachery, Eric Sedendon, and David Clayton, and R. Christopher White for Life of Pi. Bill Westenhofer, Eric Jan DeVore, and Donald Elliott for Hobbit. Janet Janky Sir, Jeff White, Guy Williams, and Dan Sudik for Marvel The Avengers. Richard Stammers, Trevor Wood, Charlie Henley, and Martin Hill for Prometheus. And Cedric Nicholas Troyan, Philip Brennan, Neil Cordbaum, and Michael Dawson for Snow White and the Hunt. Okay, enough of that. <laughs> so anyway, um, I know there's a few movies that got snubbed. Um, I understand The Dark Knight Rises got snubbed. Um, it always happens. I mean, um, movies are going to get snubbed. Um, actors and actresses are going to get snubbed. Um, people have their favorites. They have their, you know, they have their, their favorite movie or favorite actor or favorite director or producer. You know, it's just basically... Um, politics, you know. You know, that's, it happens all the time. It happens all the time, you know. And, and, and you know, it happens... Um, that's the way things are sometimes. I don't know why, it just is. Um, I like movies. I haven't seen too many movies this year. Um, I would like to see more movies this year. Um... I'm looking forward to a few movies that are coming out this year, like um, um, the ones I mentioned before. But we'll see. You know, I may or may not watch the Oscars. I may, you know, just kind of follow it. I might watch some of it. I might not watch all of it. Depends. Um, I know all of you like movies. Um, and that's why I like talking about it on my podcast. I want to keep you informed on what's going on out there. Uh, Gossip-wise, uh, you know, what's going on with the actors and actresses. Like, for instance, uh, I heard Britney Spears is not going to be on X Factor next year, next season. She wants to go back uh, to the recording studio. 
you know, that's her choice if she wants to do that, you know. Um, Mariah Carey's coming back uh, this year for, uh, for, I think it's, she's coming back. Um, so, you know, um, I like talking about movies. I really do. Um, I grew up watching movies. Um, I have favorite movies. Um, my favorite, um, my favorite all time is for a good few, for a few dollars more with Clint Eastwood. Um, that's a great movie. Um, I love that movie. I watch it. I could watch it a hundred times and I get tired of it. Um, my sci favorite sci-fi movie besides Star Wars, um, Godzilla. Uh, he's coming out. They're making a new one coming out next year. Um, superhero movie, superhero movies, uh, Batman. I love Batman. Um, I'll try to talk about Batman next time. I think it's a chance to this time. Uh, I like some comedies. Um, action adventure movies. Yeah, I like action action adventure movies. Um, I'm a big, huge sci-fi fan. I've always had them. Uh, I think it started when I saw my first Godzilla movie. Um, horror, Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love all of them. Also Star Trek. I like the Star Trek movies. I'm looking forward to the new one coming out this year. Pacific Rim. Uh, that looks like a good movie. I want to see that one. Um, drama. I like drama movies. Um, some, you know, some I like some drama movies I like. But, like I said, I'm mostly uh, a sci-fi fan, uh, superhero fan, like Batman. Uh, like I said last time, I was a little disappointed how uh, The Dark Knight Rises ended. But, it left it open, you know, for another movie. And we'll see what happens. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Justice League movie coming out. Uh, it's in, I guess you call it pre-production right now. So we'll see how that turns out. <clears throat> um, we'll see, you know. Um, I like, I watch movies as much as I can. Uh, I enjoyed the free preview last weekend. I got to watch, uh, the 1989 Batman movie. Uh, I recorded a few movies, like the second Laura Croft movie. You know, it's just... Uh, I like movies. <laughs> what can I say? Um, and I know you like movies and TV. And... Uh, some of your favorites are coming back on TV, like Dallas and uh, White Collar. Um, I don't believe Burn Notice will be back till September. I mean, sorry, won't be back till the summer. 
I like burn notice. Some are disappointed not coming. I haven't seen come back like um, Body of Proof. That's what Dina Delaney. Uh, that never came back. And also Fairly Legal with Sarah Shahai. That never came back. I noticed she's on uh, Chicago Fire now. Um, she has a recurring role on Chicago Fire. I like that show. I like Chicago Fire. It's really good. It's kind of a little bit, I don't know, not kind of like emergency and uh, background, sort of, if you know what I mean. So anyway, um, next time I will talk about Batman. Um, I want to talk about the movies and the TV series, uh, the animated series, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, a brief history of Batman, a brief, a little brief history of Batman, how he got started. I know most of you know how he got started, but I'll give my little rundown of how he got started and how I got started watching Batman. So until then, uh, go see a movie. Um, there's a lot of movies coming out this year, like I've read before. Uh, if you watch the Oscars, go vote online for your favorite movie actor, actress, supporting actor, supporting actress, director, stuff like that. Uh, and I already told you that they're making another Jurassic Park movie, Jurassic Park 4. That's all I know. I never, I don't know who's going to be in it. Uh, Steven Spielberg is producing it. Uh, they don't have a director yet. So we will see what happens. Like I said, it's been over 10 years since Jurassic Park 3. You know, I don't know who's going to be in it. Or I know that they're doing a 3D version of Jurassic Park. Uh, like I mentioned, they're doing, they're doing a 3D version of uh, Episode 2 of Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Anyway, till then, I will sign off for now. Uh, keep listening to our podcast on jaysoman.com. So until next time, I will be signing off, and bye for now. Who won the Oscar? In <clears throat> for what? 2013. Best Picture? Yeah. Uh, well, wasn't it Dallas? What? Gravity. Gravity, okay. Let's <laughs> do uh, a movie show. We should probably know. <laughs> you would think. Yeah. I can't believe I got some of those wrong. <laughs> uh, well, you know. And I watched the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> With spite in your heart. Though. I did. Yeah. A lot of spite. Well, what are you going to do? I'm still not 100% happy, but I'm a little bit happy. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, so coming up with the... Uh Main on the movie topics, uh, kind of our wheelhouse. Uh, you looking forward to the the Star Wars stuff? Absolutely, maybe. Yeah, only yeah. maybe. Only Just maybe. because of uh, because of the expanded universe snafu. I I'm starting to see their point as to why they're not going with the expanded universe. I say to you, sir, Gur. <laughs> wow. You're part of the problem, not, I am part, not of part of the solution. Of the problem. I am not part of the problem. Uh-huh. You are by 
fanatically hanging on to somebody else's work, trying to foist it upon a uh, professional writer. If anybody else had done that, that's called plagiarism. No, 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 no. Nobody says they have to do those books. Bullshit. Stuff. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of stories in the middle. These guys keep writing. Okay, and they are they have their their form in the expanded universe of the books. But now it doesn't matter. Why doesn't that matter? Because all of those are considered legends. So they're not going to it's completely out of I, it was never in canon. Oh, it was. None of those books could get written without George's authority. But that doesn't mean it's canon. That means George approved it. That means well, it's that in just George's means George universe. approved it. Right. Holy crap, we're running a show. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go on to our next <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> our s- third, second? I don't know. Which one is this? Third. <laughs> this is our third one. That's right. Focus. <laughs> oh, God. My fire jet. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> in this one, When in Burbank, number 15, April 2nd, 2013. This is over a year ago. Good job, calendar boy. Thank you. <laughs> this week, Sadie and Dave talk about health care and how some health insurances don't want you to come in until you're ill, while others are trying to get you in as much as possible. Since we have socialized health care where we live, this health care debate is absolutely baffling to me. It is to me, too. You know, well, I go to the hospital and I'm sick and I don't pay a cent. Oh, I walk in, <laughs> walk back out. That's right. Hmm. We should listen to this and maybe we'll learn something. I doubt it. Uh, Let's find out. (laughs) (laughs) Win in Burbank, number 15. Welcome to Win in Burbank. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. How are you doing this week? (laughs) I'm very good. Thank you. How are you? You know, I'm enjoying the weather, to be honest with you. I know. But you know what? You know that little weather thing on my computer? Mm -hmm. Guess what it's showing for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Snow. No, but rain. Oh. And it's going to drop, like, today was, what, close to 70? Yeah. Anyhow? Yeah. And it's supposed to go down to the 40s and 50s again, or 50s and 60s or some crap. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. we actually turned off the heater. I had the front door open. I had the mm-hmm. back door oh, open. Oh, me too. I had doors open and warm things going on. My daffodils are up. They're about mm, that high. Four, what is that, five inches? About four to five. <laughs> Four guys, ten inches high. Daffodil leaves. Okay, the yellow right. things haven't come up yet. It's about four to five inches. Yeah, and um, it's pretty. Oh, and my plum tree finally decided to bloom. Remember, your wife was taking pictures of your blooming peaches or whatever. Yeah, we have a peach. And tree. I was like, "What's blooming at your house? Because nothing's blooming <laughs> here." But poisoned some uh, squirrels. Oh, for the <laughs> for the for the listeners who are very anti. Uh, hurting animals in the world. I'm sorry. But, you know, when Ernie plants a garden and the damn squirrels come and eat it all before it has a chance. I mean, last year he put pepper plants in the garden, right? Mm-hmm. The next morning, all the leaves had been munched off. I mean, uh, come on. I told him, I said, if you're going to feed the squirrels, just go buy heads of lettuce and throw them out in the yard. You know, why bother <laughs> planting? For reals. You know. So, um, and he was blaming it on my bunnies. So I have bunnies in my front yard, but by actual observation, those bunnies don't eat the garden. Those bunnies sit in my front yard and eat dead 
grass. I have seen them do it by the hour. Really? It's the strangest thing you ever saw. They just sit there and munch these little tufts of brown stuff by the hours. I never see them in the backyard eating anything. It's always in the front, front yard, and they eat the little dead green, uh, dead grasses, weeds, and stuff. I don't know why, but that's what I see them eating. So I maintain it's the squirrels. <laughs> so we've got this stuff. It's poison, and you're supposed to put it in cantaloupe yeah. rind. Nice, ooky, rotten cantaloupe rind. And put it out where they'll find it, because they're very attracted to the rotten cantaloupe rind. Mm. They eat cantaloupe rind, and along with it, the poison, and then they go off somewhere and die an agonizing, <laughs> gutless wonder dead. But then they're gone. Right. And it's either that or a trap, and I figure, I don't know. Well, actually, the poison's probably less humane, but... I don't have to watch it. I just want to get rid of the damn squirrels. If they would leave, I would leave them alone. It's not like I'm hunting squirrels. Right. But they've... And, and don't tell me I came to their place because this was my <laughs> place first. I lived there first. I lived there since 1985, and I guarantee you there isn't a single squirrel that's there that was there in 1984. I promise you that. <laughs> Because that would be the oldest fucking squirrel in the world, and there are no old squirrels. Right. So anyhow. So no, no Peter Pickett. Well, yeah, please. You know what? In fact, come on. I was gonna say let's. Yeah, let's go ahead and welcome the Peter Pickett. Well, certainly, maybe I welcome anybody. I, I was gonna say maybe they'll put Jason Mon up on the you know on the website. Maybe Jason Mon hates squirrels. I can live with that. I, you know, the thing is, uh, I don't eat them. Although I could. Right. Okay. Uh, and and like I said, if they would leave my garden alone, I would leave them alone. I'd even feed the little fuckers. But no, they want to come and chew up my garden. And I don't think that just letting them burrow under the, uh, what is that, shuffleboard court in the backyard is, uh, I don't think that them eating my garden is appropriate compensation for the privilege of burrowing under my shuffleboard. Right. So... Um, if they come up with something better, I'll let them stay. Otherwise, so you kill the little bastards. Kill the motherfuckers. <laughs> Don't like squirrels. <laughs> Don't like them because you know, Ernie works really, really hard on the garden every right. year. He t- rototills. He brings in bags of chicken shit and bags of other stuff, and he mushes it up in the garden. He works really hard. He loves to do it, but I mean, you know, he works hard at it. And he right. plants the plants and everything. And then the squirrel comes and goes, thanks a lot, folks. <laughs> Calls his friends in, and they all munch away, and then we don't have a garden. So I, anyhow, um, we're, we're in the process. Of, he, then, he, then he filled in their hole, right, with dirt, because that's the only way you know if they're around. Because, right. I mean, they could be visiting the neighbors for all we know. Um, and so he filled in the, the, the dirt in the hole. And so this morning he went out to check, and there had been no activity at the hole. (laughs) So either they weren't in there in the first place when he put the dirt in the hole. Right. Or they don't want to come out. And there's only one reason a squirrel wouldn't want to come out of his hole. Because they're feet up. Because he (laughs) doesn't know he can anymore. (laughs) So anyhow... um, Yeah, spring is trying to spring at our house, and I'm I'm all too ready for it as far as that goes. I've I've really kind of had enough winter. I, yeah, you know, I, I agree. I, 
it messes with my fibro really, really bad. Anyhow, so you know, I'm, I can only just take so many months of being in agonizing aches and pains, and then I gotta get a little relief. Well, so. that and where we live in this part of Southern California, you the winters suck. And the summers are horrible. I was going to say the summers suck too. <laughs> you know, so the only nice, uh, you know, nice spring is spring and fall. Yeah, totally. And, and actually, here in the high desert, the best time of the year I think is fall. I I have to agree. Well, I don't know though. I'm real fond of spring because of the lilacs. Right. I have a thing for lilac bushes, and I have lilac bushes at my house, and so every every spring that I get to. Smell the lilacs once more. I say a little prayer. Thank you, God, for letting me live long enough to smell the lilacs once more. I, when I was a kid, we lived in Spokane. They have a, or used to have, I suppose they still do, a lilac festival every year. I, mean, I think they have it in May. Um, but then it's, you know, further north, higher altitude and whatnot. Right. And so they bloom later, right? Anyhow, um, I grew up liking lilacs, and I love the fragrance, and so I, I enjoy that about spring. And I like daffodils for the same reason. I like the newness of the, you know, leaves popping out and all that kind of stuff. That's cool. Fall is cool for a whole lot of other reasons, and just as nice. But as far as the weather and comfort is concerned. I'm with you. Spring and fall are it. Yeah. You know, because then we top out at like 70, 82, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, top down to 65 at night. That's easy. Because when I say the high desert, the key word in that, folks, is desert. Yeah, not high. Because here, see, in Albuquerque, they have high desert there, too. Uh-huh. They're talking 2,500 feet higher. Okay. When I, when I used to talk to friends of ours in Albuquerque about being in the high desert here, they said, what's the altitude? And I said, well, we're about 32 in our house. You know, they were overly. But for here, it's high desert. Right. It's not exactly high desert. But like you say, the key word is desert. And it is desert. And, And for the ones that haven't quite figured it out, the higher elevation, the cooler the temperature. <laughs> yeah. Just... Just throw that yeah, out there. As a rule. Uh, as uh, a rule. And oddly enough, in the summertime, apparently the hotter. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true because it's hotter in Palm Springs and they're lower in altitude. It's way, way hotter than we are. And plus and it's humid. <laughs> plus I was going to say, we, you know, we can get up to a hundred and teens, you know. Yeah. And they're in hundred and twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it's God. Worse. I, I would And humid. I wouldn't want to leave my house. No. No, you wouldn't. And... I don't suppose they do much, you know. I don't know, actually. I, I pity people who live there without enough money to afford air conditioning, <laughs> you know, in their houses and their cars and whatnot. Because, and, I mean, let's face it, we all of us not long ago lived that way, you know. The advent of air conditioning is really fairly recent. It's certainly within my lifetime. <clears throat> I can remember when we didn't have air conditioning. We had heaters, sort of. I remember when central heat, what they called central heat, became an item. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, before that we had, well, we had cold heaters, uh, sawdust up in Spokane, and uh, not Spokane, in Washington State, where I grew up. 
we had sawdust heaters, you know, great big furnaces. You shoveled sawdust in them and burned sawdust, and that's how you got your heat. Produced your heat, uh-huh. Yeah, and then little outlets through the house, you know, and then they came up with central heat, which was electronic and centrally located in the house, hence the name. And, uh, you know, life was good. And then air conditioning came along, and life was sublime after that. Although I don't turn my air on very much in the summer. I try no. to keep it. Well, because, you know, the electric company just grins all over the place yeah. when it gets hot. They're just like, yeah, money. <laughs> Speaking of money, and I, I was, you know, we always usually talk about something in the news. Mm-hmm. And there's two things in the news. And since you brought up money, uh, in California, we're getting ready to have our election period, and they're Again, we got to go through all that again. Yeah. We just had an election. I, and um, election. they're trying to pass Proposition A. What's that one? Proposition A is going to raise the state sales tax again. again. What are we now, seven and five-eighths or something? No, we're, we're at We're at eight, eight. now. That's we are right. at eight, we yeah. We're going to go to eight, yeah. <clears throat> now we're going to go at eight and a quarter probably. Huh? And I, I don't know... You know, as far as other states, but I honestly think if we have not surpassed them, we're pretty damn close. Plus, did you New see York. three and a half cents more gallon for gas, for gas tax? Yes, is going to go in, and I'm pretty sure that's just state. I don't think anybody else in the country is doing that. But well, us. yeah, as soon as you hit Vegas, it drops a dollar. Oh, I know, I know. That's why we get. You know, we're going to Vegas. Yeah. Had to spend an arm and a leg to get there, but man, it's gonna be free coming home. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the gas is so cheap there, by comparison to us. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know. It's just. <laughs> well, anyhow, so they're gonna pass Prop A and raise. They're gonna, sales yeah, tax. they're gonna try to pass Prop A. Well, in a way, I guess of all the taxes they could raise, I prefer sales tax over some of the others, because at least if I don't want to pay the tax, all I have to do is just not buy something. Right. Well, my question is, is at what point is the government going to step in? Because as soon as you raise the sales tax, it's just, it it happens every time. You know, especially if you raise a significant amount, the the purchases are going to drop. Yeah, only for a while. You know, people will only not buy for a while, and then... They'll forget, and then they'll go back to doing it again. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you gotta have stuff, right? Okay, just, just, and I don't even want to say this out loud for fear that somebody will hear it and go, "Ooh, that's a good idea," but just be glad they're not charging tax on food yet. Yeah. Okay. I think if they ever do that, we're all gonna be in much better shape because we'll go on diets. <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's very true. And what was the other thing? Um, WBC, and I'm not talking white blood count. Uh, oh, okay. WBC, the Westboro Baptist Church. Have you heard of them? I probably have, but... They're the the jerk-offs that picket um, funerals and stuff. <laughs> you, For what? Huh? For have somebody having the audacity to die? What? <laughs> It's their main thing is is against homosexual homosexuals, and what the fuck does that have to do with funerals? But that's okay. For example, this is where they came out. This 
This is how they kind of made their name. Was that a Freudian slip? Yeah. They came came out. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying hard to stay serious here. In in the early part of 2000, when we were in, um, you know, the Afghan-Pakistan... Iraqi war, you know, we were having a lot of soldiers being killed and being Uh sent home. Uh How they made their name and became famous is that there was one particular um, soldier, he gave his life. He literally sacrificed his life so his platoon would live. Uh But it came out that he was gay. And they showed up at his funeral holding signs like, you know, God hates fags and, and, um, you know, Fucking insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's how they made. I, in fact, President. Who would o- give them? Who would give them an inch of type on an in a newspaper? Oh, they were on the news, and they're constantly in the media. Uh, um, okay. In, so in anyway. fact, President Obama um, has just changed because they're no longer considered a religious organization. Good. I hope you put them in a taxable status. Yeah, they. Good. They are now actually considered a hate group. Yeah, if not they are worse. labeled if a not hate worse. Group. Anyway, uh, terrorists too. If you ask the me. Phelps family is is Michael the, Phelps, hmm? the swimming person. No, 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 no. Oh, oh another Phelps, not yeah. that one, folks. Okay. Uh, Fred Phelps. Oh, Fred Phelps. Uh, you gotta watch those Phelps. <laughs> he's actually Phelps. he's the the leader. The, the main. <laughs> He's 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 the honcho. Yeah, he's the main pastor. The jefe, as they say in this part of the country. And um, pretty much what his church consists of now is essentially his family. Um, he's yeah. he's roughly around your age, so he's got his 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 kids, their kids, kids, and their kids' kids' kids. <laughs> um, you know, they all take part of this. Well. The the granddaughter, Megan Phelps, she was actually, they were looking at her, too, because Fred Phelps is, is getting older and he's actually becoming ill. They were actually looking at her, the granddaughter, to take over as the, the main pastor in the church. Oh. Well, this week, um, she quit the church. Oh, good for her. And that was a... Religious a, reasons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she she I'm came. I'm sorry. I you know I support anyone's right to their religious expression, but this is insane. This isn't religion. I'm sorry. I don't care. You know you, you can you can call painting on the walls with finger paint religion. Right. That doesn't make it so. Right. It doesn't make it real. So, that was kind of a, a big. Oh, I'm glad she ding. quit. I'm glad she quit. I, I hope they all do poorly and bite their tongues at dinner um i know you're not big on listening because i know you you know you, you talked about having problems hearing but uh <laughs> that's not my problem tonight i'm just in a quirky mood tonight. no 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 but i mean um reaper rick mm-hmm. actually did a whole um, podcast uh, about the wbc see if i'd listened i'd have known all that wouldn't i have and i'd have been informed Oh well. So and that's but it much... just made me mad. Oh, he was pissed. Groups like that irritate the crap out of me. I can't tell you. It actually, much. he said, it took him 
like 48 hours to oh. <laughs> to calm down and come back and finish the other half of his podcast. I don't doubt it a bit. I don't doubt it a bit because it's just, uh, well, God bless President Obama for putting him in their place. I think that was the smart, intelligent, right thing to do. And... Um, well, see, and I don't talk about my my uh, my political stances, and, and I just I just don't go there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, there was actually a petition signed, or a petition put out to to label these guys as a hate group, take away their nonprofit yeah. organization status. Yeah. Well, that's appropriate. And I actually signed I both. Would have, I'd have signed it in a heartbeat. I would have. Though I did consider signing the Death Star petition. But I did. <laughs> yeah, okay, well. <laughs> going, going back a few episodes on that yeah. one. <laughs> but I didn't sign that one. But I did sign, you know, the one about the Westboro. Okay, so okay. that that was pretty much it with the news and everything else, you know. That... We didn't talk about, remember I cut it out for last time. We didn't talk about last time. The decision made by USPS to end Saturday, Saturday deliveries. Mill. Yes, that's right. We did forget that. And uh, I asked my delivery man a couple of days ago what it looked like in terms of how soon was that going to be happening. And he didn't know, but he said, I said, uh, it, it's going to be hard for you guys because you're going to be losing like a day of work or Either that or, you know, you're going to have to be doing a day's worth of something else. Right. You know, that they probably aren't wanting to do. You know, most of those guys, I think, like their jobs. Yeah. What's to hate? Drive around, stick mail in a box, drive around, stick mail in a box. But um, he said, yeah, he, he was very concerned because apparently some 290,000 families. 290,000. Families are going to be adversely affected by the decision. Wow. So, um, you know, I, I, the thing is, like, two years ago, I said something to our mail carrier that we had then. We, uh-huh. did, we have different ones all the time because we're on what they call a training route. Mm-hmm. Just about the time they know what they're doing, they put them off someplace else and we get the newbies again. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we had one last uh, Saturday. I think the mail got there at 7 p.m. Well, right before so, you came over. Yeah. Um, and you always come over at, at 7, 7 o'clock. o'clock. Right. Um, so it was right before we started dinner. So it was about 6.30-ish maybe. Yeah. I ran out and checked. My mail says it ran. Hadn't got there yet. Mm. Yeah. Well, anyhow, the uh, I had told our mailman a couple of years ago. I said, how come... Every Friday, you guys give me a piece of mail. I get a letter, or I get a bill, or I get a a handbill. You know, um, what do they call handbills these days? They don't call them handbills. You know, like the stater ad and stuff like that. The advertisements. Yeah, the (coughs) advertising pages. Um, I get those, uh, one of those or something, or a mag or something like that in the mail. That's it. Right. And I said, I said, what are they trying to do? Trying to convince me that they don't, that we don't need mail delivered on uh, one day a week? And he said, yeah. I said, I think that's exactly what they're up to. Because he says, he said, there's, it's always a light day, always a light day. 
And it's not the the delivery guys doing it. It's you know because they they put in their car what's, truck rather yeah, what's been loaded what's what's been designated as their delivery load for the day. So somebody somewhere is withholding mail to make Friday. I don't know why they picked Friday to make it a light day when it's actually Saturday that they're going to drop. Right. But um, I noticed it two years ago. And it was consistent. Uh, you know, Ernie come home, was there any mail today? I go, yeah, the usual Friday stuff. It's, you know, that one thing there. <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes we get two things, but most of the time just one. Whatever, whatever, whether, you know, whether I was just being paranoid or not, and I don't think I was, uh, in fact, now they are going to drop. We don't know yet when or how soon. Uh, but it's probably going to be before the end of the year. Mm. They're going to drop Saturday service. And I think it's nationwide. I, you know, it's not just California. Right. You know. And it's, it's sad because, uh, like you said, 290,000 families um, are either going to have way significantly uh, cut hours or, in fact, lose their jobs entirely, and they'll redistribute the workload among the remaining employees. You know, when you go to work for the rights. government, you don't think you're going to get, you know. It, it used to be used to be a government job was the most secure thing you could get, you know. Not you so get, much you get, anymore. You get work for the government, you get a good steady income, great benefits, and you got that job till you don't want it anymore. Or you retire. Or that. Uh, or you kill somebody and they, <laughs> and they catch you, but I'm not. That's not so, and hasn't been for a long, long time. So, uh, and 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 maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. When was the last time you went to a government agency and had to deal with the bureaucratic responses face to face that sometimes one gets in those agencies? Believe it or not, it difficult. was it was only a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. I had to go to the Social Security office. And was everybody in, in within your eye shot and earshot actually working and doing a job? Of course they of were. Of course they were. Yeah. No, I know. I had so, an appointment and still waited two hours to be seen. Oh, I don't have that. I love that. I, I, I love yeah. I love having an appointment and then still having to wait. Yeah. Well, now, here's, here's an interesting thing, though. I had, um, in September, had to get my license renewed. Uh-huh. So here in this area, you have a choice. You Well, two or three choices. You can go to the DMV in Victorville uh-huh. and knit an Afghan during the time you're waiting. <laughs> or you can go to Barstow an hour's drive away and get in and out pretty much half an hour's time. Or you can make an appointment for Victorville. So I made an appointment. And I walked in past 60 people standing in line. <clears throat> walked right up to the waiting spot for people with appointments. Right. And it's funny because they're like together, right? Beside me was the non-appointment opening uh -huh. and my line appointment opening. And the lady looked up at me and said, you have an appointment? And I said, yes, and started to walk towards her. And the guy beside me is going, what, you mean you got to have an appointment just to get in line? Or something like that, you know, brilliant yeah. reaction to the whole thing. <laughs> and she said, yes, sir, this line is for appoint people with appointments. You can make them online and blah, 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 blah. And I said, it's really easy. I said, you know, went on up and... 
got through the whole thing in, in Jim Quack time. It was great. Really? So, yeah. Um, I'm sure that the people who didn't have appointments were all very disgruntled by those of us who did that went in front of them because they'd been standing there for a long, long time. Uh, but it's, you know, make it easy on yourself. Call up. You can even make the appointments online, which is easy to do, and they call you back and confirm your appointment, or they'll email you and confirm your appointment and everything, and it works very smoothly. First time I've seen a government operation actually work. Really? I have to say, I was, I was shocked because the DMV in this state is notorious for its inability to function properly. <laughs> You know, when years ago when we lived in Albuquerque, we moved to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. We had out-of-state driver's licenses, had just moved there, had an address in Albuquerque, and that was all. Right. Went into the DMV in Albuquerque, and 15, I kid you not, 15 minutes later, walked out with plasticized... New Mexico driver's licenses. Really? That that 15 minutes. And wasn't like it, we were the only people there. There were people coming and going all over the place. Very busy. Huge office. Huge office. Makes Victorville look like a playground. I mean, uh, it's a very big office. But it's okay. well organized. Yeah. 15 minutes and I had the thing in my hand. Okay. Ernie went down and applied for his license. He went to Bar, uh, to Barstow because we didn't know about the appointment thing, or he didn't want to mess with it. I don't remember now which. Anyhow, he went to get his driver's license. We went to Barstow. Four months later, he still hadn't gotten it in the mail. Really? And I said, for God's sake, call him. You know, Ernie's one of those, oh, they'll come when they get around to right. it. Okay. I said, honey, it's been four fucking months for crying out loud. You know, you're going to get a ticket now. We're driving without a license. Right. So, okay. I said, I'll call him if you want. No, I'll call Because he hates to talk to people he doesn't know on the telephone. He's so shy. Anyway, so he finds out <clears throat> that there's been a glitch. And his eye exam apparently didn't follow the rest of the application once it was placed. And so there... They're sitting there waiting for him to have another eye exam. The fact that they didn't tell anybody that seemed to elude them. You know, they didn't say anything to us about him needing another eye exam. They didn't say, have you wondered why you're not getting your license yet? Well, here's why. Nothing. Negative. Nothing. 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 Not a word. Until he called and said, what the fuck is up with my driver's license? That makes me... So then we go back to Barstow again. Right. And he takes the driver's thing again, the eye test again. He didn't have to take a test, test, but he had to take his eye test. And then it was still, I think it was three or four weeks. Still even after that. Yeah, before he got his license. When it came, he did have it, but... You know, so we were like, he was like six months. Without a license. Waiting to get his license. Fifteen minutes in Albuquerque. Now, tell me that hasn't got something to do with the organizational skills <laughs> of this government operations in the state of California. <laughs> tell me it's some other reason. I don't believe it. 
It's... But you can try. No. It, everything is fucked up in it's California. It's so messed up. My kid has... Uh, I... Uh, what the fuck is it called? What is it? Low in... Uh, oh, L-I-H-P. Low Income Health Protection. Okay. Okay? Because he hasn't got a pot to piss in. <clears throat> so he, he goes to apply... I don't even want to go into all of the hoops they made him jump through. His former girlfriend, with whom he is friends, right, uh, helped him with the process because she's she's real good at that. She worked for a while for a government agency, so she knows how to navigate through the maze, the red tape, yeah, all that crap. So she helped him get the forms filled out. <clears throat> get his application made. He got his coverage. Everything is wonderful. Excuse me. So he goes in for a checkup. And I gave him a list. I said, tell me you want this and this and this and this and this and this and this checked. Okay. And then when they're done with that, you want that, 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 and that. And so he goes in. (laughs) He calls me up and I go, so how'd it go? And he goes, well, he said, you know all those tests that you told me I should get? And I go, yeah, you know, they're all to make sure you don't have this or this or this problem, you know. Right. Get your prostrate, prostate. Prostate. You always get those two words. PSA. Yeah. Uh, get that tested, get, you know, this and this and this tested. Make sure you're, you know, because he's a big boy now. You know, we have to make sure everything works. And uh, he says, well, he says, the funny thing is they don't do any of that. He said, Apparently, they don't really want to know if you have a problem because then they have to deal with it. So he said, if you go in there and you say, my nuts hurt, you know, then they're going to say, well, maybe we'd better check your PSA. Yeah. You know, but if you just go in and say, I'm almost 48 years old, do you think I should have my PSA checked? They go, well, is it hurting? (laughs) Do you have a problem? You know, and you go, well, no. And you go, well, then. You know, I mean, it's, it's worse than an ostrich. It's like, you know, just if it doesn't hurt, it doesn't exist. Right. Like that works only so far as we all know, <laughs> you know, the like breast CA, for example. Yeah. You know, how, how you could be stage four and a half before you start hurting from breast CA um, and a lot of other really deadly issues, you know, <clears throat> but... He said, I said, well, okay, so just tell them your nuts hurt <laughs> and have them check it. He says, yeah, I was thinking about doing that, you know, but he's doing a bunch of, but, but, but this is a bureaucratic response to their, their, their job. Right. You know, it's like, who was it that said, now, don't ask them if they need this or this or this done. Let them tell you what hurts and then deal with that. Who's, who, where did that come from? A, a CEO executive. Maybe, know, maybe idea. not. Maybe it came from the government. Maybe they said, look, you know, if you, if you start setting up a bunch of tests, we're going to have to pay for them. We don't have the money for it. So don't go there, for God's sake. Wait till you have a problem and then deal with that. I can just hear them. Can't you at a big meeting? I'm so yeah. sorry. Oh yeah. And we all know how how smart it is to wait until something's wrong. Of course, yeah. Wait till it hurts and then and then have it taken out. Uh-huh. And what was this called? What was the This is called Low Income Health 
Protection or Health Plan. Okay. Something like that. And it's uh, part of the now, government we, at work. We have Jaden. His he is, his health plan is um, IEHP. Yeah. yeah. Which is Inter, Inland, Inland Empire. Inland Empire Health Program. Right. Yeah. And we're on the kind that, you know, we, we pay the... Yeah. The, well, see, um, Bob doesn't pay nothing. I, well, he may he may have minimal copay, but it's minimal. You know, some hair dollar there. You know, and see with the I, the IHP, I like. Yeah, I, I've had no problems with his doctor. You know, accepting it, and he has a very good uh, pediatrician. Well, they're probably looking to protect his health. You right know? now, on the other hand, we we Ernie and I we have Kaiser. Okay. And they're just at you all the time. Are you sure you haven't had your whatnot checked lately? Because we think you should have your whatnot checked on account of we got to get 10 bucks from you when you come in and have your whatnot checked. And we'd just love to have you come. You know, and they're just at you all the time. All the time. They, he got letters. He got, well, first he got a phone call. Uh, and <clears throat> he's due for his um, A1C test. In which that is a blood sugar test. That's for, because he's diagnosed diabetic. Right. And I said, are you sure? This doesn't seem like it's been that long. Well, then he gets a letter. And our records indicate that you haven't had your A1C checked, and then you have to have your feet checked, too, because you're diabetic, you know. Well, that's crap, because not every diabetic has foot issues. Right. And he doesn't. And then it said on the next page, oh, and by the way, are you due for your annual physical checkup with your OPO or whatever they call them, your primary? PCP. That. OPO, PCP. I thought PCP was a drug. It is. It is. Yeah. But it's primary care physician. <laughs> I wonder if there's a reason why those both are the same initials. <laughs> well, anyway. The same result. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Uh, so anyhow. I called him up, and I said, come on, what is this shit? I looked back on his, you know, because Kaiser's got this cool thing. Mm-hmm. You can go online. You have your own medical record online. It's just amazing. I mean, really, it's cool. Because you can go on and you can check your drugs. You can reorder online. You check all your all the medications that you take. It tells you if they're available or not. Script numbers. Order them. Ching, ching, ching. Charge it. Send it. It's great. Uh, and past visits, uh-huh. past um, tests, most of them are there for you to look at, okay, which is cool. Um, and so I went and I looked. He had his last A1C done in April last year, mm-hmm. and his last uh, visit with the primary was uh, May. This is still, well, it was. We're in April now. It was. No, we're not. No, we're, we're not. We're, we're in, in March. Oh, well, we're in April, but this was in March. Okay. Right. And it was actually February when I was talking to the babe. And I said, now, I said, there's only two reasons I can think of for this letter coming out. And you don't want to hear what I think the first reason is. <laughs> but I think the second reason, in all fairness, might be that it's real hard to get an appointment and so you're you're telling me this now so that I can call and book an appointment in the time frame that you know is really going to be available. Is that it? Uh, well, um, uh, uh, you know, and I, she says, well, I think I can get him in in um, um, the end of March. I said, no, I think you can get him in in the middle of April. 
He doesn't need to see you. He's fine. Right. He doesn't need to have his A1C checked. He's on minimal medication. His diabetes is more of a pre-diabetic condition than an actual diabetic condition, and it's well-controlled. So there isn't any need to have... Well, I just don't know. And I said, well, she says, would you like me to send out some paperwork about these different disease processes? I said, honey, I'm a retired respiratory therapist. I know more about diabetes than you do. You don't need to send me anything. <laughs> just book the freaking appointment for April. And he'll go two weeks ahead of time, and he'll get his A1C tested. Oh, and he's not going to do the 72-hour alcohol fast along with it. For some reason, they've decided now that 72 hours before your blood test, you should lay off alcohol. Why? Yeah. Well, I told Ernie, I said, you know, that might be. It is possible. Because we know that alcohol puts hidden sugars in the bloodstream. Right. It might be that it, um, I won't say adversely affects, but let's say it pushes the A1C into an area you'd rather not go. Right, right. So if you lay off the alcohol, you know, but then on the other hand, if your body can't deal with alcohol any better than that, then you should know about it, right? Right, absolutely. So I don't know. But anyhow, they've decided you should lay off alcohol. So I told him, I said, well, do that, because then your A1C will look even better. And then they'll really be off your case for a while, because it drives us crazy. I mean, every time he he tests his, his blood sugar, which is nowhere near as often as they want it tested, but it's certainly often enough, you know, again, he's asymptomatic. That doesn't mean anything, because you can be asymptomatic with diabetes, too. Right. I understand that. Um but every time he tests, it's fine. So, anyway, long story short, she said, well, because the letter ended with, you know, you must get these tests done before, you know, 30 days, within 30 days of receipt of this letter. And I said, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I already called and made an appointment for him. I actually had done that. Made the appointment for him uh, for, I don't know, end of April. And I told the woman when I made the appointment for end of April, I said, he will come in a week and a half before on a Saturday, he'll come in and he'll get his bloods done. And then they'll have plenty of time to get the doctor before the appointment. Right. She says, yeah, that should be, that should be fine. I said, okay, he'll be in there and get it done. Then we get this letter. Okay. (laughs) You know, from numb nuts with that. She's so cute. Her name is Brandy. Brandy. Hi, this is Brandy. You know. Hi, Brandy. Can I help you? I'm sorry. If there are any people out there with the name Brandy, I'm really sorry. Okay. But this Brandy had some, I think. Anyway. <laughs> it had some, Brandy. And after her name, mm-hmm. it says MHA. MHA. Mm-hmm. Medical health care assistant. Mm-hmm. And she's going to tell me about fucking diabetes. Give me a break. That's a medical good. health assistant is a secretary in a medical office. Right. That's all she is. Well, that's one step. If she happens to know anything medically, it's only because she went to school and she may be knowing some things. Well, I was just saying. It not like she knew anything about it. An MHA is under an MA. Oh, yeah. You know, a medical assistant. An MHA isn't anything like an MA. So it's literally just the She's books. She's a secretary. Right. A secretary is going to tell me about diabetes. <laughs> no. She's she reading off her screen. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, but anyway, see, Ernie, he would have just gone, oh, okay, I'll do it, you know, because he doesn't know. Right. You know, I love the man, but he doesn't know, you know. So, Kaiser's good, but they carry it, the, the pendulum has swung way over, okay. They want you to test everything, every, because, you know, you walk in, uh-huh. that'll be $10, please. Oh, did you need your blood drop? That's $15, please, in addition to the $10. And did you need an x-ray? That's $25, please. Everything you do when you go in carries a little copay. You don't pay anything for the, you know, well, we do through Medicare. We pay Medicare Part B. Right. Pays my Medicare Part B. My, My Social Security pays for my Medicare Part B, which is Kaiser. Okay. Ernie pays out of pocket because he's not getting social security yet right he will be in april but right now he's not so we're having to pay because he qualified for medicare last year but he doesn't get social security till this year so we're having to pay for his medicare it's twelve hundred dollars a year still cheap insurance yeah for people our age as far as that goes so that's not so expensive and mine isn't much more than that but it's little co-pays they dig you with, you know, and they just, they love for you to come in, have something checked, you know how you, you want to have your tits smashed? $25, thank you. Anything they can think of, you know, to get you in there. To make that little you bit sure of... you don't need more medication? <laughs> don't you need some more pills? We got them. <laughs> and it's cheap. They're only $10. <laughs> You know, it's insane. It's insane. So, you know, how here's poor Bob just wanting to have his, his PSA done to make sure he doesn't have anything happening to him. And they don't they don't want to go there. And I got on the other hand, we got Kaiser going, yeah, man, we'll check that for you. Hell yeah. Come on now. We're a special. <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how we got there. It's okay. But. But. <laughs> now every episode, uh-huh. when we're 15, 20 minutes towards the end, are we, we there already? We are there. Holy moly! We it, didn't talk about what we were going to talk. About. It's it's quite all right. Uh-oh. That just gives us something to talk about next okay, episode. Fine. Okay. Uh, so every every episode now we are going to do what we're calling the Burbank backstories. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And for this episode, what do you got for us? <laughs> what have I got? Let me see. Oh, I was thinking about morning glories the other day. Morning glories have always been my favorite flower. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> over the years that's gotten modified. Additions and deletions have been made, but morning glories have stayed pretty much in the fore. You know what morning glory is? I've seen them. Okay. Well, the reason morning glories are my favorite flower is because when I was, when we were living in Burbank, at uh-huh. Grandma's house on Peyton Avenue, Mom used to walk me to kindergarten, and we went through an alley at one point. I don't know where. Doesn't matter where. And somebody had, well, I was little, okay, so it seemed like tons and tons and tons of these morning glories growing. Right. And... Mom used to talk about them, and we'd smell them, and pick one and stick in my hair, and shit like that. And so, morning glories became my, pardon me, my favorite flower. I cannot see a morning glory, but what I think of that. I can't see a picture of one, can't see one on a teacup, can't see one anywhere without remembering morning glories and my mom walking me to kindergarten. 
Well, then I got to the point where I didn't want to go to kindergarten. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, parents, you being a parent, you would understand. Parents always worry when their children who like school all of a sudden... Don't like school. Don't like school. There's an ugly reason behind it, usually. Uh, in this case, <laughs> Mom said, why don't you want to go to school? And I said... I don't remember the little girl's name, but there was this little girl at nap time, okay, who, wait, <clears throat> I don't know if they do it now or not. Do they have nap time now in kindergarten? I think they do. Where they lay down in their little blankies and and the, the teacher lulls them to yeah. sleep with some bullshit story or something. And um, Every time I would roll over or look at this little girl, she'd be picking her nose and putting it in her mouth. Uh. <laughs> I still can see that child doing that. And and it got to be like she she knew it upset me, I guess, because I must have looked upset. I don't know. But she, she thought it was funny and that I'd get upset by it. So every <laughs> she started doing it whenever I saw her, not just at nap time. Whenever I saw this kid... She'd see me looking at her, and she'd pick her nose and put it in her mouth just to watch me freak. You know, I guess. That's why she's, I don't know, she was not well. (laughs) (laughs) You might have thought I was sick, too. And I may have been. I don't know. Anyway, I told Mommy, Mommy, the little girl picks her nose and puts it in her mouth. I don't want to go anymore. You know, so I don't know what Mother did, but the little girl never did it anymore. (laughs) I don't know where mother threatened her or what. You know, I have no idea. Maybe she just talked to the teacher and said, you know, could you get a little control here in your group of however many kids there were. So, but walking to school um, with mom was was a big, big fun time for me. Life was simple then and the pleasures few and far between, but memorable all the same. Uh, Let's see, I... Uh, ring. I did that last time. I did that. Uh, did that. I did that. Golly, I'm trying to think if I have any other memories of, of growing up in that house, well, or anywhere in that area of Burbank. You know, you'd think. A person that lived there for five years could remember more. Uh, we well, we've, we've got five minutes left. We got five minutes, and I don't have any more stories about Burbank. What are we going to talk about? Uh, let me think. What the hell? I don't. I there. You know, how many stories do you have about yourself when you were five years old? Think about it. Plus, I'm 72 now. Come on, <laughs> it's a lot longer than I've had to remember these things than. And all that, uh, and I and I, uh, I have my memories of, of that time are more like movies. You know, I can close my eyes and go there, and see the neighborhood and and the the house and the inside of the house, and you know, it's, I, I can I can even do it without closing my eyes. I can I can just like almost feel like I'm there, right? In which you probably can too if you got memories of some place that are very vivid, you know, and they and those don't go. They you know, they stay they stay with you. And that's that's cool to me. That's that's a cool thing. I, I like that. I, I got a question for you. Okay. 
Um, how old were you during the Cuban Missile Crisis? Oh, interesting you should ask that. Yeah, I was uh, in my early 20s. Um, we were living in um, Carlsbad at the time. And we had such a um, naive awareness of things in those days. Um, you've seen on television, you have seen the pictures uh, where they had kids crawl under their desks and hide their heads to protect themselves from atomic explosions. Yes. Okay. Uh, that was a very real thing. They, uh, we believed in those days that that would protect us. We, we had no fucking idea what we were doing, what we were up against, what we would be up against if we were, in fact, assaulted with atomic weapons. Nobody knew. You know, and we all thought, okay, if we just crawl underneath the the desks and hide our eyes, we'll be okay. We were cautioned to prepare for the possibility of supplies being interrupted. So we <laughs> we had this closet in in a hallway in our house in, in Carlsbad and, and we put and it was a linen closet and we put little stacks of cans of food and, and a couple of bottles of, of sparklets or something like that whatever the hell we had in those days you know I can't remember if David had been born yet or not when was that 60 let's see what's his name uh, John Kennedy died in 62 no 63 David was born in October of 63. So I was probably pregnant when this was going on. Okay. Uh, because I remember having put diapers in there, but David wasn't born yet. You know, so I, there was the concern too about, you know, being pregnant and, you know, how would I, where would I, and all that. Uh, and, and it was kind of scary. But uh, once we got a few things stuck away in the closet, then we thought, okay, we're all right now. Good you to know, go. We're good to go. Bring it on. We can handle it. You know, we had no idea what we were dealing with. None. And with that thought. Oh, yes. I am David K. Montoya. And I am Miss Sadie Burbank. <sighs> Wish me luck on the editing, folks. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take an hour or two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, what happens at Burbank ends up on a podcast. Good night, folks. Good night. Wow. I'm glad I live in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I get sick, I go get healthy, I come back home. Yep. But of course, I have to wait in the waiting room for 12 days, but wow. It's said, a small price to pay. I said, healthcare is a contentious issue for our neighbors to the south. Yes. It's something I really don't want to delve too deeply into. Mm, yeah, it's probably better that way. That's right. I said, you're okay in our book, USA. Absolutely. Especially Dave. Yep. Unless Thanks, he doesn't fire us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is our episode of Flashback Friday and just a wee little bit of Movie Madhouse in there. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. can expect, people? <laughs> but uh, tune in next Friday and we'll be back with some more episodes. All righty. We'll see you later. Talk to you.